Hi. We're here. We're here. Oh boy, oh boy. We are. Uh, it is Monday yep. for us. It is the middle of the day on Monday, and we both watched ourselves a WrestleMania yesterday. We sure did. Boy, was it ever a WrestleMania! <laughs> yeah, it was. It didn't even feel like WrestleMania. It was weird. It felt like it was, it was written by someone else. It felt like it was written by someone else, and we're gonna get into that. It's but like, it did not. It felt like somebody tied up Vince McMahon and put him in a broom closet, <laughs> and then they just went ahead with the show, and they're like, "We can do whatever we want." The old man's not here. He's like, somebody let me out of this broom closet. It's so small. So, so It's so confined. I hate it. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Sidewalk Slam, the wrestling podcast where we look at wrestling storylines and narrative and how the stories of professional wrestling are told with a focus on the main roster product of the WWE. And, of course, this was WrestleMania, the Showcase of Immortals. <laughs> it's the stupidest name. It's a weird one. That's what they call it. They don't <laughs> like it when people call it the granddaddy of them all because they don't want to sound old. Is really? That, yeah. Is that the common parlance for WrestleMania? The Showcase of Immortals? That's what they yeah, call it. That's what they call it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> common parlance, no. What they call it, yeah. 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 In company. Because like the way, because there's a thing about WWE speak. Yeah, that's that's what a good example of WWE speak. Every time they call Braun Strowman a monster, a monster among men, yeah. that's WWE speak. Nobody talks like that, but the WWE. No, your father, the cerebral assassin, <laughs> yeah, the king of like, kings, the game Triple H. Instead of saying someone's name, they just say that. Yeah, and it's like that makes no sense. Nobody talks like that. The 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 weird phrasing that has always bothered me is the something of someone. Right, yeah. Triple H just ripped the nose ring out of the nose of Batista. Yeah, is exactly how they always call things like. But look forward to that later. Spoilers. Um, yeah, it's it's weird terminology. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this was like the best WrestleMania in years. It was awesome, awesome. I loved this show from top to bottom. It was great. I loved every moment of this show. Yeah, and there's people with complaints because yeah. people complain all the time. But I it not was me. So good. It was so good. I'm briefly going to run down the pre the kickoff show matches before we do that before we get into the main show but yeah, yeah. but before even that even that uh, yes there we know about the Hall of Fame kerfuffle yeah well I so, was going to talk about that oh the, you were going to talk about that at the, the tag okay. team thing well no it's fine yeah, yeah yeah so the NXT takeover was on the Friday night it was very good I haven't had a chance to see it yet mm-hmm. Adams watched it yep sounds like it was amazing it was awesome Apparently, the Gargano-Adam Cole match was one for the ages. Very slow to start. All right. Which I thought was awesome, too. And it looked like they were both very tired, like mm. two, like one fall in, because it was the best two out of three falls. Right. And they, like, traded falls. And the third fall was unreal. Great. It was so good. It, they turned, and they managed to turn Johnny Gargano from, like, basically a heel into a baby face over the course in of the, the match. match. Yeah. I, can't, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. And then Saturday night was the Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah. Bumper Hall of Fame class this year. Some mm-hmm. interesting choices, but whatever. And one the of the... Beefer? One of the... <laughs> so odd. So props to him for sticking to that haircut. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Just holding on to that mullet hairstyle like, <laughs> I'm never letting go, brother. <laughs> like, yeah. That's all I got. Mm. The, the Hart Foundation was being inducted into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. which, of course, is 
Brett the Hitman Hart and Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Yep. Who are not actually related, but Jim did marry Brett's sister. Yeah. So they're sort of they're in the they're in the family now. So yeah, the Hart Foundation and uh, Jim the Anvil Neidhart is no longer with us, but his daughter Natalia, who we mention frequently, she was there. So she and Brett accepted the Hall of Fame induction on behalf of Brett and Jim. And during the Hall of Fame ceremony, a fan, fan, heavy air quotes, a person wearing a Rastafarian hat, like the kind that has dreads attached to it, yeah. uh, rushed the stage and... I wish we were making this up. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> jumped Brett and like did like a waist takedown. Like, to, and Natty went over as well. Running into a wrestling ring is... Because this has happened from time to time at live events, yeah. uh, or even on Monday Night Raw, running into a wrestling ring is not a good idea because there's generally, I mean, there's the wrestlers themselves, but there's also you know the referees who are no slouches. There's people at ringside, and you know there's there's a lot of very uh, strong folks around who will <laughs> eject you w- with prejudice from they will eject from you the from the your mortal coil. Yeah, they'll, <laughs> just... they'll get some licks in. Is yeah. my point. Doing that. To Bret Hart, Hall of already Hall of Famer, who has already survived a stroke and cancer, and is you know maybe not in the greatest health, at the Hall of Fame ceremony, which is attended by the entire roster, was not the smartest play on this man's part. No. Apparently, he's quoted as saying, "Doesn't know why he did it. It just felt like the right time." <laughs> Which is what the sort of well, that's the sort of statement you make after you get knocked unconscious by Dash Wilder. Yeah, basically a whole bunch of people rushed him, started getting getting their shots in while they pulled Brett up, pulled Natty up, got him out of the ring. He's struggling and they're they're dragging him away. When, when Big Show is being like, okay, everyone, let's chill out here, you know, uh, they're 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 pulling away from the wing, from the ring, and there's a cell phone uh, footage of Dash Wilder from the revival who just sort of like walks up to the guy, just clocks him in the side of the head and then starts walking back to his seat and the guy just crumples <laughs> yeah. and then they get him out of there. Yeah, it was awesome. So which is why they later in the pre show they introduce they, they introduce the revival with uh, Scott Dawson and the hard hitting Dash Wilder. Yeah. Just making a little subtle reference to it. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. Why would you yeah. think, like of all the people and places to to do that, the mm. worst one. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway now on Sunday, at the beginning of seven and a half hours of wrestling. Yeah. It was a long one. Yeah, the kickoff show. The first match in the kickoff was the singles match for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, I didn't watch. I watched the kickoff show. You did? Yeah. Oh, okay. How, how, was, the, how was the Cruiserweight match? I assume, it was good. I assume it was great because yeah. it's Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy. And it was good. good. All right. Well, Tony, it, was just, it was good. Tony the, Nese won? Yes, Tony Nese won. New Cruiserweight Champion? Yeah, he counted all of his abs. On the way of the ring. That's his thing. Eight. He has eight abs. Mm. The Um, WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal for the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal Trophy. Yep. Or the, what did they call it in chat the other day? The Wombat? The Wombat. The The Women's women's Battle Battle Royal. Royal. Yeah. The Wombat. That's real good. Yeah. It got down to what we thought was the final two of Asuka and Sarah Logan Mm -hmm. of the Riot Squad? No. Yes. Sarah Logan. Riot Squad. And... Then Sarah Logan managed to eliminate Asuka 
But surprise, Carmella was not actually eliminated mm -hmm. and came up and eliminated Sarah Logan. And it won. was a weird battle royal. Yeah. I mean, they often are. I found it weird, too. Like, they did this for the men's battle royal, but, like, 18 or whatever, 95% of the roster comes out at the same time, and then they have, like, individual entrances yeah. for, like, certain people. So Naomi got her own entrance. and Well, I guess because she won the last one. Mm -hmm. And then Asuka got hers because... Because she's Asuka. And she's Asuka. So <clears throat> they still had those like weird, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Augmented the, reality. Augmented yeah. reality. The, the masks on the stage or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, I always expect the wrestler to run into it. Yeah, clung. Ah. <laughs> it's like, oh, these giant, move the I'm, giant masks. I bonked my head on the pixels. Help. <laughs> Help. <laughs> yeah, so I thought Sarah Logan won it, which was I thought was a weird choice. And then Carmella showed up. I don't even, they didn't even show what Carmella, like how, why she was out of the ring. Like what happened? I, she probably just got thrown through the second rope or something. I guess. It yeah. still has, is it still over the top rope in a normal battle? Yeah, 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So she just probably, I don't know what happened, but no, I don't even, I thought she just got eliminated just because they didn't show. Because usually yeah. they show when people, when that happens, this situation where there's, they, they eliminate the last person, but there's still someone left. That's someone who is left. They usually make a point. Of showing what happened, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's just weird. It's bizarre. <laughs> <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> and like the winner of this battle royal doesn't even get anything. There's a trophy. Well, <laughs> they get exactly what the winner of the armbar gets—a trophy and nothing else. True. I guess. Yeah. What are you complaining for? They get a trophy. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I guess why it's they better than a trip anywhere in the world or whatever. <laughs> what our truth and Carmella won. Oh, from the, for the mixed match challenge. The mixed match yeah. challenge. Yeah. I don't know. Did why. they ever shoot anything for that? I have no idea. Yeah. Considering that they inducted Degeneration X into the Hall of Fame this year, including China. Yeah. I don't why not rename the Battle Royal after China? That's a good point. Why not? Or I mean, because again, as a reminder, they were like they were gonna call it the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal, yeah. and people were like Oh no! There's some dark history there, mm -hmm. and they were and WWE and WWE was like, "Well, we don't, we don't care." And then people went, "Maybe Snickers will care." And then WWE went, "Ah, oh, crap! Quick, change it." <laughs> so, yes, yeah, which they've proven they don't care at the beginning of this very show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll too. get to there. So the the next match, yeah, was the Raw Tag Team Championship with the Revival. Yep. Scott Dawson and the hard-hitting Dash Wilder mm -hmm. defending against Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. As a reminder, the because so we if you're joining us now, there's a pre whole episode just of WrestleMania Primer that we did as a live broadcast, yeah, with out of sync audio for the opening titles, and that was the that was sort of leading into WrestleMania, so you could go in knowing the story. So we're not going to go deep on a lot of the preamble. In this episode, so there's that if you want backstory. But the entirety of this story was there was a backstage promo where Zach convinced Kurt that they should be a tag team again. And yep. Kurt was like, but I've lost 275 matches in a row. Yep. Why would you want to be with me? And Zach said, well, they misspelled my name on the Chiron once. <laughs> then nothing for weeks. And then they went to the Revival and said, hey, we want a championship match. And the Revival said, no, you're dumb and bad and we're leaving. And then left. And then two weeks later, okay, you're going to have that match at WrestleMania. Yep. 
which wasn't even announced on Raw. It was between Raw and WrestleMania. They were yeah. like, also that match. The go-home episode of Raw. Between the go-home episode of Raw, the last episode before the pay-per-view. Yeah. It was like a Wednesday or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they were just like, oh, by the way, so, Facebook exclusive. That's what they usually do. Yeah. Like Facebook exclusive. You see Edge tweeted a picture of them saying, my sons. <laughs> really? Yeah. They acknowledged it on commentary. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was weird. They were like, they used to be the major brothers. And the Edgeheads. They acknowledge the major brothers? Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, on commentary, Michael Cole said, We used to pretend these were different people. Yeah. What? Well, no, they're not anymore. They were. The, they said major brothers on huh. commentary. Michael Cole was doing commentary for the pre-show as well? I didn't watch I the kickoff. I think it was Michael I, I didn't Cole. watch the kickoff. Was it Michael Cole? I'm pretty sure it was Michael uh, That poor man. Yeah. That's unreal. By the end of the night, I, someone, after one of the times the, the announce table got messed up, somebody was like, Look, they have candy, and I looked. I was like, "Oh no, no, those are fr- those are throat lozenges." Mm-hmm. I was popping those like mad at Pax East. I know exactly what those are. Yeah, and you could hear Michael Cole by the end of the night. Yeah, it was really was didn't it did not diminish his energy, but boy, get that man some throat coat, mm-hmm. some some tea and honey, <laughs> a nice bed. Yeah. Anyway, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, formerly the Major Brothers, formerly the Edgeheads, won. Kurt Hawkins' drought is over. The WrestleMania moment for Zack Ryder again. I guess they lose it tomorrow. Tonight. Yeah, they'll lose it tonight. Yeah. Guaranteed. But that's that's a more what name a more iconic duo. Zack Ryder having a WrestleMania moment or Zack Ryder dropping the title that he had a WrestleMania moment with the next night on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> it's like eh, it's a toss up, really. Yeah. Change my like, mind. Like the revival are so good. They made yeah. me care about Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. They're so good. Over the course of this match. So, so good. Yeah. They were like calling Kurt Hawkins a loser and stuff throughout the whole match is pretty mm-hmm. great. And Kurt Hawkins rolled up one of the revival pinned oh, he, he he got the pin too. Yeah, he got the pin. Nice, good. So the losing streak is over. They can stop talking about it. Great. Losing streaks are stupid. Now he has no gimmick. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> he's got that cool cane. He does have a cane randomly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember when he's like face the facts? Oh yeah. Kurt Hawkins doesn't do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. The earth is seventy percent water. And 30% Kurt Hawkins. Trying to do like the, the, the Chuck Norris. Like. Right. Kurt Hawkins hates mustard. No, that's Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy did that. The Matt V1. Oh, right. Matt. When he was like, Matt Hardy hates mustard. <laughs> it was like the fact. I was like, all right, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks for sharing, I suppose. And the last match on the kickoff was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal for the Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy, yep. which, as we mentioned, is uh, was a normal everyone else on the roster. Uh, do you want me to do a quick rundown, actually? Hang on. Here's everyone that was in the women's match. Maria, uh, Nikki Cross, Candice LeRae, Naomi, Ember Moon, Lana, Kyrie Sane, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Dana Brooke, who got a huge pop, mm-hmm. Mandy Rose, <laughs> Mickey James, Sonya Deville, Asuka, and Sarah Logan, and Carmella, obviously. And then in the armbar, Curtis Axel, Lince, Lince Dorado? Lince. Lince Dorado. Yeah. Tyler Breeze, EC3. Poor guy. Tyler Breeze shaved his beard off. <gasps> okay. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin, okay. Bo Dallas. He, Dad, I don't think I'm going to do hamster style anymore. Eats later. Okay. <laughs> Titus O'Neil, No Way Jose, Carl Anderson, Rhino, Bobby Roode. Oof. Grand Metalik, Kalisto, Chad Gable, Connor, Victor, Luke Gallows, Otis, Tucker, Jinder Mahal, Luke Harper, uh, uh, Mustafa Ali. I'm sorry, Ali. Yeah, they got rid of Mustafa. I killed Mustafa. Isn't that from Lion King? 
Mufasa. Mufasa. Close enough, right? Sure. Apollo Crews, Andrade, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Michael Che, and Colin Jost. Wait, who are those last names? Wait a second. Hold up. Dude, those shouldn't they be Che and Jost? Surely. Uh, Our mutual friend James Turner uh, was texting me Uh during this show, and he was like, wait a second. Why are the Saturday Night Live guys on this? Like they, he, he, he was like, I'm looking up match lists. Like what happened? Because he started watching halfway through the show. Yeah. So he started looking up like what had happened on the other matches, and he's like, Why are Saturday Night Live <laughs> fighting people? I was like, Ah, it's a whole thing. It's, it's a whole <laughs> it's thing. wrestling, man. It's wrestling. <laughs> so they come down. Michael Shea has a comical like boxing head gu- head guard, and Colin is wearing <laughs> Colin is wearing tights yeah with a picture of braun Strowman's face with an x through it yeah i think michael's wearing pictures or tights with pictures of colin's face yes colin and himself right yeah, 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 yeah. and colin is wearing a jersey from cleveland cleveland yeah right our rivals yeah well the, the not local team is the, the not local team yeah. i don't know if they're rivals with new york or anything. i don't know the whole point is he's wearing uh, he's the heel. He really leaned into it. To be fair, he was. Shouldn't you wear? I know. I know. Like I know sports, and he probably should have worn just a Patriots jersey. Probably, because right? Cleveland sucks. Like they're just bad. Cleveland's yeah. a bad team. Sorry to all the people that are from Cleveland or like the Browns for whatever reason. Yes. Yeah, so the, the okay. So the Browns are the worst. Yeah. But the Cleveland Cavaliers are champions. Yeah, but it, no, no, not anymore. Well, they have no, been champ for a while. But they have been champions in the oh, past. Yeah. So they will lean on that. So, But know, it, it was a football jersey. Was he wearing a Cavs jersey? No, it was a football jersey. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Huh. Cavs suck too. Cleveland, your sports <laughs> teams suck. <laughs> <laughs> suck so, it. So, they... Basically, they're, that's the only that's the only story in this match, right? That's the only thing. That well, is, they they've been trying to like be friends with Braun, but they're bad at it, basically, is like yeah. the story. So they, they run away very quickly and yeah. hide under the ring. Yeah. There's actually, I discovered Were last you, night. Did you think there was going to be a hornswoggle sighting? I mean, I made that, I joked about it. Did you? Okay. But there's a video on WWE.com or on, on, their, on their YouTube channel yeah. of Colin and Michael hiding under the ring. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's like while they're under there and yeah. you can, the, the ring is like bouncing as people get thrown around and they're like, ah, good. <laughs> Are we safe under here? Like it look, <laughs> it looks terrifying. To be fair, yeah, it looks really scary under there. They didn't take the moment to be like, oh, we're gonna make it like Snoopy's doghouse, and it's like this amazing palatial kind of thing <laughs> under the ring. <laughs> no, they're just they're just lying down under there. You've never seen under the ring. You don't know what it looks like. It just looks. It's just it's this man cave with like sixty inch screens and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so they they theorize. They're like, okay, well, what we'll do is we'll wait under the ring. We'll wait till it quiets down, because yeah. then that means there's probably only one guy left, and then we'll go up there and we'll we'll throw them out. Like, what? Would you mean? you mean we're gonna try and win this? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know. And so that's basically what happens. You know, they wait as like a whole bunch of people are trying to pull Braun Strowman out, and he's sort of like leaning part way over the side, and then they come out and run in and try to flip him over, and he he manages to, try to flip him over. Flip this, Braun. Yeah. Let's flip this house. He battles back from it, obviously, and then throws. Michael Shea over, and then it's just him and Colin Jost. And Dude, Colin- Michael Shea takes a punch, like yeah. takes a takes a bump, brother, like a nice flat back on the apron, like yeah, it's Colin- pretty good. Colin gets on the mic and is like, "Look, I think we can sort this out. Yeah, I've brought my therapist. Yeah, <laughs> some guy with a suit gets in the ring. He's like, I think we can just talk this through. This therapist walks up to to Braun and just starts talking to him really calmly, and Braun just like stares at him like he's an insignificant speck. Yeah, flattens him." 
Braun looked great, by the way. He's like lost weight. Braun looks amazing. Yeah. He like lot he like cut weight. Like he cut a bunch of weight and he's yeah. just like way slimmer. It's like it looks awesome. It's ridiculous. And then he eventually eliminates. Yeah, because he took his shirt off right away. Because usually he wears like the the one nipple covering strap. Yeah. That one aggressive. It just wants that... to be free. <laughs> yeah, well, now they're both free. Yeah. <laughs> Run. <laughs> <laughs> now his power is truly unleashed. Catch Run, these mortals. nipples. Yeah. <laughs> is it like summoning the demon? Is it <laughs> kind of? Yeah. That's Braun Strowman's demon. Is when he takes his so shirt off and gets the nipples out. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, so yeah, he throws Colin Jost out and uh, wins wins the armbar. So congratulations, Braun Strowman. Congratulations, Braun. And then he picked up the trophy, which looked fucking heavy because yeah. Braun had trouble. And that guy used to be like a power lifter, like world's strongest man competitor yeah or whatever and he like lifted up this trophy over his head and he's like oh heavy <laughs> and he like put it down he's like ah much better <laughs> so yeah it was fun it was just weird the two saturday night live people i had never seen them before you know because yeah. i don't watch saturday night live right and i was like yeah they're fine they're i funny. guess yeah i like the headgear the headgear was the awesome. headgear was funny and the the tights were were really funny to me yeah the therapist was weird. This is this was important for this night. It was like them bringing the therapist in was like such a weird like because like the way the rest of the show goes like so many weird things happen. Yeah, just, like it's like they just let everything they everybody just came up with ideas and they were just like yeah you can do that yeah go for it yeah go for it <laughs> any it. sort of like adverse reactions though to like them kind of joking around during a match. No, not really. It's like a comedy bit. Like wrestling is like rife with stuff like this. Yeah, it's okay. like there's always a little bit of levity. Like at like, some point, yeah, they were the like, card. it, it, it's the sort of thing a heel would do. Be like, no, no, we're not going to fight here. Talk to my therapist, and everyone was like, like, this makes Colin look stupid. Also, we're about to see that therapist get thrown through, the, like, into the sun. Yeah, you got yeeted into the sun, as kids like to say. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Yeeted into the sun. I Every it. kid says that. Yeah, of course. Trust me. Yeah. So with the kickoff show completed, mm-hmm. that w- that was two hours. Yeah. All of that. It was those four matches and a whole bunch of video packages. Yeah. And now it is time to begin WrestleMania proper from the MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. I'm sorry. What's that? In the shadow of New York City. And brought to you by Snickers. Why is that important? It's WrestleMania 35. That all night long, they were embarrassed to be from New Jersey. All night long, they were they refused to say they were broadcasting from yeah. New Jersey. No, no, no. Anytime they said where they were, yeah. they said the MetLife Stadium in the shadow of New York City. <laughs> all night. Holy shit. That's amazing. And they had all the aerial footage was of New York, of Manhattan. Yeah. Wow, suck at New Jersey. Jesus. They had like pictures of the Empire State Building that they'd like digitally, pr- it looked like they'd done like giant projections. It was done in post, but they yeah. did like giant projections of like the, the matchups and everything. And it's all the shots in Manhattan. And they're like, yep, the MetLife Stadium in the shadow of New York City. Uh, only a 40 minute drive if the traffic's okay from New York, New, <laughs> from New York, New York to East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Awkward. And brought to you by Snickers. <laughs> Thanks, Snickers. It's WrestleMania 35. 35? Yeah. Feel old? Well, yeah, but not for this reason. This is WrestleMania 20 years ago. 
feel old feel yet. old yet yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you look at it and you're like man wrestlemania 20 years ago they had austin like, was winning austin beat michaels at 15 hulk hogan was around no oh, this was attitude era oh no no i'm just, oh. just making a joke hulk hogan about. wasn't a racist <laughs> that we knew of <laughs> yeah that we knew about that it wasn't public it wasn't public knowledge so to start the show there was a video package yeah. mentioning the showcase of immortals it was a really cool video package yeah I like the the beginning the package where they had them in the ring with like the light up ropes. That was really cool. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. It's a good visual. There's helicopters. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yolanda Adams comes out and sings America the Beautiful yeah. and there's uh marine helicopters, which is not the most the world's most exciting flyover, but everyone seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. Basically there's four helicopters in a line and then they sort of like dipped forward, did like a wave kind of and then left mm-hmm. and everyone was like Hooray. Hoorah. They were like, USA. Yeah. USA. So good. America. Good, good for you. Look, yeah. The host of WrestleMania, Alexa Bliss, mm-hmm. comes out and says, WrestleMania doesn't need a host. It needs a goddess. And she she is a goddess that can make WrestleMania moments happen with just a snap of her fingers. <laughs> and so she snaps her fingers and Hulk Hogan appears. What? Yeah. Yeah. Adam texted me and said... <laughs> Alexa Bliss's ability to snap her fingers and make a racist appear is a bad superpower. Yeah, it's fucking real bad. Everybody was like, "Huh?" Yeah. <laughs> like, and a, those fuckers in the arena cheered. A bunch of people were excited to see him, but ah. a, bunch, a bunch of people even in the arena were like, "What? Huh?" Quest? I have a question. Yeah. Is he still a racist? <laughs> and they're like, "Well, not exactly." And they're like. Follow-up question. question. Yeah. Does that mean he's still a racist? <laughs> so that's more of a statement, not a question. You're fired. <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> you can't fire me. I'm in the crowd. Apparently, Big E t- tweeted that they had made amends. They had, Well, not made amends, but, but he said, he said, I believe that everyone has, should have an opportunity for growth and change. Yeah. And thank you to Hulk Hogan for uh, listening to, for uh, coming to talk to me. Because... Big, uh, not just Big, uh, the New Day didn't, did not join in a standing ovation for Hulk Hogan at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and Hogan came to talk to Big E afterwards, and uh, you know, so Big E was like, you know, thank you for basically hearing me out and everything, you know. So they're they're doing what they can. They're trying. There's a lot of momentum behind the Like I agree. The like I deserve I think everybody deserves a second chance. I just really like making jokes about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I just I like roasting him. It's fun, yep. man. Like fuck you, Hogan. Oh, you want to roast him. So he comes out, he tries to <laughs> he tries to do like a joke. He tries to do like a joke/ slash cell phone about so at WrestleMania 30, five years ago, he called the place the Silver Dome, and it was actually the Superdome. Yeah. And so he comes out, and he's like, it's great to be here at the Silver Dome. And everyone goes like, ha, 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 ha. And he's like, ha, ha, no, no, obviously, I'm kidding. It's the MetLife Center. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's the MetLife Stadium, not the MetLife Center. Fuck Hogan sucks. Dude. Even his jokes are old. Dude, even Corey Graves gave him shit on, <laughs> yeah. on the mic for that. Yeah. Like, that's the stadium there. Whatever. Based Corey Graves. So anyway, then they just start pumping his music. I am a real American. Makes and Alexa. Paul Heyman just starts steaming to the ring. Yeah. Paul Heyman just walks out of the back, right past him, right down to the ring. Just looks real mad. And he gets in the ring, gets on mic, and is like, all right, look. If my client, the beast Brock Lesnar, isn't involved in the main event, then let's just get this over with so we can leave. We can go back to Vegas or get on our jet to Vegas. Vegas, where we're appreciated. And I love that because that's so 
their character because the character that with Paul and Brock Lesnar is like, are you gonna pay us? Like that's that's the thing, right? Is yeah. like we show up, we get we get the money, we leave, right? And so Heyman's like, look, if we don't have the prestige of being in the main event, then let's just get this over with so we can go home. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like. Wait, wait, what? Great, awesome. Are we gonna start? Okay, okay. so the fir- your yeah. first match of the night, the Universal Championship match, Brock Lesnar defending against Seth Rollins. Yeah, and I love how they sold it on commentary. Like it's so smart of Brock Lesnar throwing off Seth Rollins because Seth probably would assume that his match would be later in the night. Yeah, and there's not a a written out card in the back showing an order of matches. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like like Paul Heyman can literally just do that. Just change the card. Yeah. It's like, nah, we're going on first. Paul Heyman, noted friend of the McMahons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we had uh, Brock Lesnar first. And this this was interesting. The Brock enters, and then Seth enters, and before Seth gets in the ring, yep. Lesnar attacks him. Yes. Outside the ring, before the bell has rung. Mm-hmm. Lesnar just starts beating the crap out of Seth Rollins. I thought these fucks were going to hit us with a no contest. That's, But that's so unusual for Brock to do that. Yeah. Right? Usually he's like, whatever, get in the ring, I'll F5 you 10 times and I'll win. Yeah. Right? And this was like, oh, that's weird. And so then they uh, they they try to start the match once and don't get an opportunity to. And then eventually after like, Seth can barely stand and the ref is like, I'm going to start the match now cool and Seth's <laughs> like yep because yeah. I mean if you're Seth in that position it's like well if I say no then just no match happens yeah. if I say yes like there's a shot I guess yeah. right like if you say no then you definitely aren't going to win if you so say yes then, there's a chance yeah right so it's <laughs> like alright and start the match and Brock starts beating the crap out of him and then there's the world's worst ref bump yeah. the world's worst ref I defend a lot of shit in wrestling <laughs> I can't defend this one I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, Seth gets pushed by Brock. I think that's what happens. Yeah. Or vice versa. One or the other. One of them I gets pushed into the ref. And ref's... the ref, like, kind of gets hit, but doesn't really get and, hit. And, like, falls sort of falls through the ropes. <laughs> yes. He's also the strongest referee they've ever made. You get hit by Brock Lesnar, and he's back up in, like, seven seconds. Yeah. Yeah, he was down. Like, he got bumped, and then the ref was, like, kind of fell out of the ring. Mm-hmm. And then Seth Rollins punches Brock in the dick. Yep. Because that's... That's cool. Brock's only weakness. Brock's only weakness. It's like his, uh, he's like a Metal Gear, and that's where you have to shoot. Yep. yep. Shoot him in the dick. Shoot him in the dick. So then, uh, you're in a boss fight with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> shoot him aim, in the dick. Aim for the balls. So, yeah. And then the Rollins hits three curb stomps in a row. Yep. Which, to be fair, Brock took pretty well and gets the pinfall. I thought for sure. He was going to go for that third curb stomp, and then Brock was going to do the thing. You know, remember, remember like at, at WrestleMania 31 or whatever, when Randy Orton and Seth Rollins had that match? Yeah. And then Seth went for the curb stomp, and then Randy like launched him Stood up, up and yeah. caught him in the arc. I thought they were going to do that with the F5. Yeah. And that's how it was going to end. I was like, oh, I was boy. so afraid of that, yeah. especially on the third one. I was the third afraid. One? I was like, don't go for the third one. I was afraid on the first and third one. Yeah. And, but it just worked. So the actual bell to bell time was two and a half minutes. Yep. But there was a lot of faffing about yeah he, they, they like went outside and they like tore apart the announce tables like early and then brock like pulled there's like that little plastic part that's on the top yeah like the where the cover the monitors or whatever and he took that off and leaned it up against the ring and then like threw seth through it like a table and seth's back is all marked up and yeah. looking awful yeah like the very first match of the show and the german announce team must be like oh shiza come on <laughs> like their table just gets destroyed oh shiza 
they had they, their table had a rough night. Yeah, their table. Had Actually, a rough all night. the announced teams finally got a taste of it. Yeah, finally they well, went. They went on a road trip. Yeah, at one point. But I, I definitely like got all. I tweeted after the 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 image of from Cabin in the Woods. They're like the evil is defeated mm. when Brock lost. So it's like, yep, yeah. Ah, <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, the MacGuffin, the magic egg, is back on Raw. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we, we can the have egg story is back. <laughs> we can have storylines again. Yeah, I'm excited. Huh. Good. So Seth Rollins is a Universal Champion. Yes. Probably going to drop it to Roman, and people are more on. and more worried now. No, well, he'll probably drop it to Drew, and then Roman will beat Drew at SummerSlam. <sighs> right. But now people get more and more worried about about the main event because it's like, wait, Seth was the one that we thought was in question. Yeah. Of the three like big faces with yeah. with a steamroll behind them or with a steam train behind them. There was a thread on the Reddit on the Squared Circle subreddit mm-hmm. that was the the Seth Kofi and Becky prayer circle, <laughs> and someone and someone said like they should if if Seth and Kofi win, then the Becky fans will just be on life alert by the time the main event rolls around. Be like, they can't, they can't possibly give us three for three on yeah. this, right? And there was just a whole thread of just <laughs> give us what we want, give, give us, us what, what we, we want. want, give us what we want, give us what we want, give us what we want. This, so yeah, Brock Lesnar. I don't. Is he done? I have no idea. Not to further, I don't know, prolong this conversation. But no, I, I don't know. Interesting, like. Is that it for Brock? Like, is he? I'd be cool with it. Actually, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, who knows? Yeah. Right? Who knows? Oh, take my ass, the UFC. Okay, cool, cool. Come See back later, later, I guess. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. Yeah. Match number two. Yeah. A singles match. Just a normal, just a normal singles match. Yep. The story here is these two guys don't like each other very much. It's AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Hmm. Well. Randall Keith from Candle Keith. Randall Keith from Candle Keith. Versus Archmage Julius Styles. <laughs> I thought that one was really good. That is good. Yeah. So yeah. What what did you what did you tweet after this match is over? Mordenkai. Oh, yeah, it was like Archmage Julius just cast Mordenkind in snake trap. Right. That, that was it. <laughs> Speaking of the augmented reality entrances, Randy Orton entered with oh, yeah. Giant, some giant augmented reality snakes, and I was like, I would have gone with green, yeah, or something, because these like giant coiled brown snakes, yeah, on either side, on either side of the ramp, and they just looked like huge poops. Did you look it up, Beach? I did not. No, No, he just just, it just clicked in his head. Yeah, coilers. Yeah, it it wasn't a great look. Randy's got bad luck with WrestleMania entrances not quite panning out. Yeah. Like, this was better than the sperm snake that chased him down the ramp that one year. <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, someone dressed in a suit. Like, I'm going to get you, Randy. Like, <laughs> I'm going to hug you. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> get away from me. Awful. Yeah. So, yeah, this, um, I mean, what what did you expect out of a match between AJ Styles and Randy Orton? And not just any Randy Orton, good. the Randy Orton that looked like he was enjoying himself. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I was like, do you think Randy dialed this one in? Because there is a rumor, mm. and I think it's just a rumor, that, or not rumor, but there is a theory mm. that you can tell if Randy is winning or losing a match by how into the match he is, how much really? emotion he shows. Really? Yeah. I've heard this theory multiple times. But he loses this match. Yeah. Hmm. But people say, there was somebody saying, like, 
I can't remember where I read it, but they were like, yeah, he wasn't into this match at all. He's I think it's just if he's enjoying himself or not. Now, there was, a, there was a problem from a meta perspective. There was a problem during this match, which is that the WWE... The WWE likes us, the viewer at home, to know that they have a lot of people there watching live. Yeah. And to see them, to see the crowd, they must light the crowd, which can, in some situations, blind the crowd. Mm-hmm. So there were these giant mm-hmm. lights on the center truss. People were tweeting pictures of it that they were like shining right in their eyes. Yeah. These huge TV lights these spotlights just shining at them and like making it really hard to see. And so people were chanting like, we can't see, we can't see. And so there's this huge cheer partway through the match. Is that what that was? Yeah, oh. and that was that was them turning the lights off. Mm. So they finally turned the lights off and there was this big cheer where the crowd's really distracted, which just, that just pisses Randy off. He actually posted to his Instagram, he posted a picture that someone had taken from the crowd and was like, I am really sorry about this. Because we put on a great match and you didn't get to see it, and that pisses me off. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I like this match a lot. Yeah, that was, was great. It was, yeah, it was a good match. They work well together. They do. They worked really well together. I hope they do more stuff. Like, yeah. I guess I, I don't really know what the impetus for this was. <clears throat> yeah, like where it goes from here. I think that's it. I think it's just yeah. Hey, how you doing? AJ, I'll move on to something with mm-hmm. somebody. Probably maybe Samoa Joe again. Probably AJ's got that. <clears throat> AJ's got the RKO scouted real well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They did the thing where AJ went to go do the springboard, and then Randy like dropped like to catch him, but then mm. just like hit the ground, <laughs> and then he stayed down for like twenty minutes while AJ like looked around and went and did the four fifty. Yeah. So I was like, how much does that actually hurt? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> All you did was fall on your back. Yep. Doesn't make any sense, Randall. Shit. It's hard for me to suspend my disbelief when you're laying on a ground like a goddamn fucking clown. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, the oh AJ won this match. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought I mentioned that. I don't bad. think we did. Yeah, AJ won the match off of a phenomenal forearm. Yep, with a second, a second phenomenal forearm, and then just covers and gets the pinfall. No Styles Clash. Nope. I think Randy's probably too tall for AJ to Styles Clash safely. Yeah, I think so. Like, Randy's got some height on him, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Randall's tall. Yeah. Randall. Well, he is. He is a. Uh, uh, crap. What? He's a crap? The snake race. One T. Thank you. He is a one T. <laughs> They're very tall. They are very tall. Do you count the tail as the height of the one T? It depends on how impressive you want to make your stats sound, I guess. <laughs> it's like, I'm 30 feet tall. Yeah. Like, Without well, the tail? I'm like, ah, six. <laughs> like, I'm six foot. <laughs> it's yeah. like, damn it. It's like on a Wanty's Tinder profile, they say like yeah, 30 foot. Exactly. I'm 30 feet tall. I'm 30 feet tall. Are you measuring from the base? Ah, crap. Ah, shit. Next up, the creative department wastes everyone's time. <laughs> Lacey Evans. Yeah! Wanders out, waves to the crowd, and leaves. Why? You know what cracked me up to you is like this whole thing happens, and then they cut right into the Usos music. It's yeah. Like, Usos! It's like this real hardcore rap music. And I just picture them sitting there, waiting for Lacey to finish. Like they're just they're, they're, quietly sitting there, not talking to each other. In the gorilla position. In the gorilla position, which is the, there's an area before the ramp yeah. called the gorilla position it's, for Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah. It's immediately backstage. Yeah. And they just call it gorilla. Yeah. And so I just picture the Usos standing quietly there. Well, Lacey Evans does her fucking thing, and they're just like, 
<laughs> and then like Lacey comes back like, hey Jay, like, hey Jimmy, hey Lacey, hey Lacey, <laughs> you done? You, yeah, you I'm done. Done your flouncing <laughs> around. All right, cool. I love how mad this makes you. It's working. No, it's not. Yes, Lacey well, Evans will be the time. world's greatest heel. <laughs> how annoyed do you think she is? No. I'm sure she's fine. She's I, getting a paycheck. I guess. I mean, again, I said that, well, not everyone is happy with that, right? Like, some people want to actually do something. Yeah, that's true. You know? And like I said, I don't know if it was that. Uh, did, did, was this in the primer episode? I don't I don't think this was in the primer episode. No, we've talked about this before. Yeah. But it's just she cut this great promo, did a great showing in the Rumble, and then just nothing. And it's like, what? Why? What? All right. Whatever. Anyway. So, yeah, the Usos come out because it is the SmackDown Tag Team Champions Championships Championship Match. Wow. Yep. Hey, everybody. I watched seven and a half hours of wrestling yesterday. Um, it's the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Yep. The Usos defending against The Bar, Sheamus mm-hmm. and Cesaro, Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura, Nak- Nakarusev? Nakarusev? And Alistair Black Rusamura? and Ricochet. Yep. And um, I really like this match. I know you hate this this format yeah because it's like it doesn't make a lot of sense just where the the tags are awkward and it's like why would you ever tag anybody but your tag team partner yeah but the way they get around it is by force tags like they'll be like bouncing off the ropes and then like yeah. if we're on opposite scenes they just they'll just hit the other I know. person which that was that that becomes relevant in the the women's fatal four-way tag match later mm-hmm. in an interesting way it just it 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 feels even more contrived yeah. Than so much well, stuff I mean, in wrestling. wrestling. That's wrestling. Oh, I know. Wrestling. No, no, no. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh-huh. Is like, there, I I have, I suspend a lot of disbelief. And I just <laughs> yeah. think that this is like slightly too far to be that's like, true. just got to make sure that we get over there so that the other, the third team can tag in. And, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I will die on that hill that this is a bad match type. Yeah. But. That's fair. How was this match? I like the fact that you're willing to die on that hill. Thank you. That's the part about you that I like the most. Build a cairn. All your... When I die on that hill, build a cairn up there for me, will yeah. you? In likeness of you? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Do whatever. I'll be dead. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Make it look whatever you like. I can build it, you coward. Yeah. You won't do it. I mean, so the the best part of this match was when the bar starts going nuts with it, right? Oh, yeah. Like it, looked like the, it was like a game glitched out, and they just got stuck in an infinite loop. <laughs> like when Mr. Diddlywinks just kept picking up, picking yeah. up the, the ladder. And he puts it down, and he's like... Oh, I better pick that up. And he's like, what do I need this for? He fucking puts it down. Yeah. So Cesaro is in the middle of the ring, picks up Ricochet, and just starts doing the Cesaro spin. Yeah. And they go around and around and around and around and around and around. And then while that's happening, Seamus does the 10 beats of the Bodron. Is it the Bodron? That's what I believe it's called, yeah. Something Irish. On... Who does he start with? On one of the Usos? I think so. I don't know. It doesn't matter who he, he started on. Yeah, he grabs someone on the ropes and starts <laughs> doing the bit where he just he locks you up in the ropes and hammers on your chest. And then someone else leapt up. And I think Nakamura was next. And so then he just grabbed him and turned him around and started doing that. And he just worked around. He did it to like four different people. Just like whoop, da 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 da, whoop, da da. Did like ten chest punches to like four different people. The whole time while Cesaro was just spinning Ricochet around and around and around and around. Don't you think, like, if you saw the first time happen to someone else, you'd be like, I'm not jumping on that apron because I'm going to catch hands. Like, yeah. You know? It's like, I don't want to get 
So they the they jazz. finally stop spinning since Cesaro like like shakes his shakes his head and then puts Ricochet into the sharpshooter. Yeah. One of these days, I want to see the person being spun just get like they spun around 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 then stop and Cesaro puts them in the sharpshooter and the person just vomits. Yeah. And they're just like just it. It's like that scene in Stand by Me, the pie eating contest. Yeah. Just puke everywhere, and then the crowd starts puking. Yeah, Kids, shit gets out of control. MetLife Stadium just, just filled with puke. Yeah, fill this stadium with puke. You ever seen Beyond the Mat? Yeah, yeah. When he's like, when Vince McMahon meets Darren Drozdoff for the first time. Oh yeah, we're gonna call him puke. You're gonna puke. You're gonna puke. And he goes on about like he gets a trash can out and stuff. Right. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Yeah, Vince is a weird guy. Vince is a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've established this already, but this is the first thing you need to accept. Yeah, is that Vince is fucking weird. Yeah. Huh? Oh my god, he's, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna he's coming and puke. He's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. He's gonna yeah, he's gonna puke. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> but the wrestling product he makes, oh, it's pretty weird. <laughs> I wanted to be like, because it's like that's why this show felt so different. It was weird, right? Mm-hmm. But it was like millennial weird. Mm. Like Lacey Evans coming out was fine. That's a Vince thing. Yeah, right. I don't know. This match was fun. I loved the ending where it's like typical, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, like an indie ending. It was like a bunch of slap kicks, finishers everywhere, flippy shit, and then all of a sudden someone gets pinned. Yeah. It's like, yeah, hell yeah, bro. Let's sell out some gymnasiums. The Usos retain. Yeah. By the way. Oh, someone also asked, uh, because Ricochet does the, is it the 640? Is that how many? 630. 630 sent on? Yeah. And they, because I got a lot of questions yesterday about damage modifiers. A lot. Oh, just what of different stuff. People would just like yeah, yeah, randomly, yeah. and then six. I said that the the new rule is that um, when a move is done and they add in extra rotations, it's an one percent extra damage per rotation. Okay. So instead of a splash, because a a six thirty centon is just a splash. Well, it's a centon. Okay. A, a splash you land on your. Yeah, on, but I mean, like, if we're gonna baseline it, you know okay. what I mean, right? And you're adding in the flips, right? Right. So it's six hundred and thirty percent extra damage. That's that. That's a lot. Yeah. You watch Ricochet hit that move. That's, yeah. that's fair. Especially when he lands right on top of like whoever he did it to Sheamus. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes when he does it, he lands in a way where he rolls to his feet mm-hmm. and it looks awesome. And then sometimes he hits it and he just lands right on top of them. It's just like. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oof. Next, the Miz. Yeah. Versus Shane McMahon. In a Falls Count Anywhere match. Mm. Adam, I hate that we have to have this talk again. Okay. But? But. WWE doesn't know what their different stipulations mean. (laughs) Yeah. And it bothers me. Yeah. Do you mean in the fact that this is a Falls Count Anywhere match and then... Triple H and Batista is a no-holds-barred match. Yeah. To me, in that sense, like, yeah. there's just a different name for basically the same thing. So, falls count anywhere yeah. means that a pinfall can happen anywhere, even outside the ring. Yes. It does not mean no disqualification. But it does. But it, it's not supposed to. It's not supposed to, but that it, they just, it's implied. But it doesn't. Yeah, but then... 
but they don't and then later there's a no thing. holds barred match yeah which is just another name for no disqualification but that's not falls count anywhere no it's not you can't pin outside the ring correct yeah. but no holds barred doesn't mean you can hit someone with a sledgehammer that means you're allowed to use a banned move well is did, couldn't technically a sledgehammer be a banned move they it's should like, just this call, is my sledgehammer attack. why didn't they just call it a street fight because or that's, no disqualification. Because a street fight is fucking pedestrian. <laughs> okay? And I, this is WrestleMania, Graham Stark. You can't just call it a street fight. Especially when we're in the shadow of New York City. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you get away with that on the basis of the pun. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. It's Falls Count Anywhere, but it's also no disqualification. Yep. It's, it's anything goes here. The, it's like, what's the difference between? So I guess there is a big difference. They, the your rope break question, yes, in triple threat and fatal four way matches, yes, yeah. because that comes up, yeah, right. A rope break <clears throat> will not force getting to the ropes does not force a break of the hold, yes, but it does mean you can't get a submission. That's what. The, oh, that's why they want to get to. Oh, it. yeah. So if if you grab if if you're in a submission move and you get to the ropes and you grab onto the ropes, yeah. the person who has you in the submission does not have to let go. Yeah, but, but you you can't you can't, you can't be submitted. You can't tap out. It's like you thing. get the conch and you're like, I have the conch. I cannot tap out. Yeah, and that's it. Okay. So that's that's why. That's legit. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that. That explanation makes sense to me. Yeah, thanks for... Someone mentioned that in one of the comments. Thank, so thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you, random internet commenter. How great was Shane at the beginning of this match? So he comes awesome. out. The announcer introduces him. There's a giant augmented reality, stupid effing crown jewel, goddamn best in the world cup on the stage. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Thanks, Thanks, dictators. Um, and the Shane Shane comes down and his music hits and he gets introduced as the best in the world, Shane McMahon. Here comes the money. And Shane looks around the crowd and it feels like he's not getting the reaction he deserves. And so he makes this sort of like the cut the music gesture and it goes quiet and he points at the ring announcer and is like, you know, like do it again. So the ring announcer is like, oh, 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 okay. And now approaching the ring. The best in the world, Shane McMahon. Here comes the money. And the music starts again, and Shane's <laughs> dancing around. And but he still, you know, he gets in the ring, and he still still thinks that it's maybe not the maybe not the great reaction. So he's like, okay, okay, hang, 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 hang. cut the music. Grabs the ring announcer, who's doing a great job all night, by the way, and just like gets right in his face and is like, you, dude, you do it right. You are embarrassing me. Yeah. And so then he he really lays it on thick, like the best in the world, like goes for a while, yeah. you know, Shane McMahon, like just really hammers it home, and it's just what what a great bit for Shane to be like, no 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 no, you're that wasn't a good enough intro again. You're not you're not cheering for me enough. I want to make sure that we have you yeah. Know, let's let's do this properly. It's, yeah. It's so great. It just instantly, you're like, oh, that's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know who that is. That's the bad guy. What a dink. Yeah. <laughs> what a dink. So I'm still I'm still annoyed that what we hoped, which was the whole, like, Shane is jealous of the approval that Miz gets from his dad. Yeah. Comparative to Vince's approval of Shane. Yeah. I'm sad that that never happened. Yeah. Because we were mm-hmm. like, oh, they're going to do this kind of thing. And that they didn't. They just did the best in the it's world. It's just thing. that Shane is a jerk 
And Shane's like, I'm great. And I'm, I'm going to beat up your dad. And Miss was like, you don't touch my dad. You don't dare touch my father. Miss's dad, George. <laughs> his name is George. Was still, was still at ringside, which was maybe a bad idea. I said this because they made a point also later in the night of pointing out that Triple H's father was at ringside. Triple H's father? Yes. Triple H's father. Have we ever seen him? The cerebral assassin. The Your father. Triple, Triple H's, H's father. father. Doctor cerebral Dr. assassin. Cerebral assassin. The king of yeah. Triple H's dad was at the ringside. They made a point like there's Triple H's dad, and having your dad at ringside is a fucking death sentence. Yeah, usually. Yeah, like it is a huge mistake. You should never. If you're a wrestler, if you're watching this, for whatever reason, don't bring your dad to the show. I don't know why the idea that Triple H has a dad just seems so alien to me. Right. Wasn't he created? Uh, yeah, I assumed he was just like birthed fully formed out of some sort of like xenomorph pod wearing, or, a, wearing a skull helmet. Or Vince McMahon molded him from clay, kind of like Rita Repulsa. Mm. When Rita makes a monster and she's right. like, she makes a putty and she puts it through the fucking oven and yeah. she's like, here it is. And she throws it down towards Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. It's Triple H. Yeah. We've cracked the code. Yeah, I guess he does have a family, doesn't he? Yeah. Weird. He has kids. Well, I know that, yeah. but he's got kids with Steph. Yeah. Right. Not with his father. Right. You just sort of lump Triple H into the McMahons. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like oh, the authority of the McMahons, Triple H, they're all sort of the same sort of like, oh, wait, Triple H had has his his own parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So anyway, George is at ringside. <laughs> Good old George. Fucking George. George Mizanin. Yeah. Mizanin? Mizanin, I think. It's Mizanin. Yeah. Mizanin. Yeah. Mike Mizanin, right? Yes. That's yeah. that's Miz's real name. It's Mike Mike Mizanin, the Miz, former reality star. Mm-hmm. So immediately Shane runs out of the ring. They brawl. Oh, I made a, I made a funny joke you before made, this match started. You made several funny jokes, <laughs> and and I was hoping that Miz was going to come out, and it was like Miz, Miz are going to play, and Miz comes out first, mm. and then stands in the middle of the ring, and then we're all quietly waiting for Shane McMahon to come in, mm-hmm. and then you just hear a, a, a quiet whistling that gets louder and louder as Shane McMahon comes with an elbow drop from one of the helicopters <laughs> high above the ring and then hits Miz and they just fucking explode. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I dig it. Shane McMahon jumps off high things. We've talked about this multiple times before on this show, but that's his thing. Yeah. And every time, and it's very apparent on this match, the situation that they set themselves up in, which is stupid as shit, and the only fucking thing that I could think of was wrestling <laughs> like, i definitely thought they were gonna jump off of the like one of those weird pillars yeah but they didn't but anyway, anyway so the match starts shane immediately runs outside they brawl outside shane clocks miz with one of the monitors yeah they start they really work through a whole bunch of different monitors mm-hmm. they they must have lost hundreds of dollars worth of technology over the course of this show mm-hmm. just the course of this match really how much technology do you think has been destroyed by wrestling total not enough yeah <laughs> Here we find Graham's got an anti-technology agenda. Oh, geez. the robots are coming for us! Yeah. Ah, when the machines take over, wrestling will save us. Wrestlers are our last hope. Yeah. I want to write that movie. Oh shit! That's why the prototype scares it's, me so much. It's twenty twenty-five. Yeah, it's not that far away. But Wrestle, machines have taken over, and world's wrestlers are hope. our last hope. And they're all, all the all the all the robots look like monitors. Yeah, they're just like walking, mo- like. Rrr. 
It's like Terminator, but shittier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, no, it's a liquid monitor. So Shane lays Miz out on one of the on one of the announce tables. Yeah. And he climbs up onto the turnbuckle because he's going to do the big elbow drop. Good old George, <laughs> fucking George jumps the barricade and stands between Shane and the Miz. Yeah. And doesn't stand like with any kind of acting ability. No. He just just kind of fucking stands there like if, if you're going to elbow drop like, him, you're going to have to get through me. Why is he droopy dog all of a sudden? I don't know. It's probably what he talks about. I am like. George Mazanin. <laughs> it's like they put an X on the floor like George when they're going through this thing like yeah. George, you'd come stand here. Okay. Get in front of the I've got you. <laughs> yeah. All right, Shane. Give it your worst. That's a really good droopy, Graham. Thank you. Yeah, I like that a lot. So, Well, now every time I see fucking Mrs. Dad, yeah, that's over. All right. Hell yeah. I'm from Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. So then he, he's... My love you, son. He, he's like... He makes some sort of gesture to Shane, and Shane's like, "You want to fight me? Yeah. You want you want to fight me? Re- really? Really? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yes. And so yeah. he he gets down, and he invites George up into the ring, and George climbs in the ring, and Shane has to indicate to the ref. He's like, "No, no, no. I want to see how this plays out." And George gets to the middle of the ring and puts his fists <laughs> up, and freezes. It's so shitty, but it's so awesome because it's so They said shitty. I had to hold this pose. They put another X in the ring. They're like, you stand here, and you stand here. You've got two spots to get to, and that's it, George. Just fucking please remember to act like a human being. And he fucking took that, and he's like, nope, not me. Fucking yeet. <laughs> he just threw it out. He was like, I'm out. Shane <laughs> even comes over and, like, he does it very condescendingly, so it works out well. But he like adjusts George, where George is holding his fist. He's like, "No, you got to hold him here yeah. to protect your face, <laughs> to protect your brain. You need that to love your son." <laughs> <laughs> and that is why you lose, Shane. <laughs> Everyone knows that love comes from the heart. Shut it down. Fuck, we're done. <laughs> Mrs. Dad, as Droopy Dog, telling Shane that that's why you always lose. Because love comes from the heart. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Woo. All right. <laughs> Getting too warm. Too warm, In man. this room. It's fucking hot as shit. Oh, open the door. Hang on. Okay. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you. God, immediate temperature change. It was a good run, everybody, but (laughs) this show's fucking over. Holy shit, that was probably one of the fucking top ten funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life.
All right. Is is that why you know for a fact that it is a real guy that because he has no he's not oh, acting at oh, all. Oh, yeah. it's definitely Mrs. actual dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to picture oh, my Oh, yeah, own. because there's no he doesn't do anything and you're just like, "Oh, he's definitely someone's fucking dad who doesn't know how to act and was just like, "Yeah, we got to get you in this." I'm and trying like, I'm trying to picture myself as an actor mm-hmm. if I had to have my dad come in and do a thing and I'm yeah. just kind of like I think he would try to pull it off, <laughs> but I don't know. And I and I trust and love my own father, but I'm like, I don't know how that would go down. Oh, fuck. I can't imagine asking my dad to do something like this. You yeah. had him in a sketch, though. Yeah. Yeah, but like but this? This is like, okay. Like, Dad, we want you to take a fucking bump. You, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want Shane's you to... At 70. Shane, yeah. Shane's going to give you a flying kick to the chest. Which happens. So... He just he just doesn't believe it. No, Beach, strap the fuck in because this shit gets weirder. Okay, this show gets fucking out of control. This show from this point on, this is the fucking crest, and then someone just like kicked the minecart over and like fuck it, let's go. Like, and everyone's screaming. The minecart lights on fire. It's the ultimate thrill ride. It's fucked up. So anyway, we've got Mrs. Dad. Yeah, like this, and then Shane just. Fucking with kicks a him. knee to the center of mass. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. And he drops like a sack of potatoes, because <laughs> obviously. You acted really well there, but I think you really fucking need him in the chest. Yeah. We got some emotion out of his dad finally. Just took a fucking near heart attack. <laughs> and, then, and then clearly the instructions were then just lie <laughs> and lie near the ropes yeah. motionless. Just leave it. He just starfished. He was just like he was lying on his side, and like, there's there's one there's one part where he like open you, the the camera catches him open his eyes, and it's like, oh, am I awake yet? No, no, okay, back, <laughs> back, back to sleep. <laughs> the Miz is just like get some medical people over there, and then like the medical people like rush over and like check on his dad. Oh my god! And then he and Shane keep then they start like actually fighting around the ring. Yeah. But the match continues on. No one gives a fuck because this was the best part. Yeah. So they they start. At this point, I was like, "What the fuck is happening? <laughs> what is this? What is this show?" <laughs> fuck, man. They fight. Look, okay. Let's sum this up. They fight uh, around the ring. They go out into the crowd. They yep. fight a bunch of shit out there. Shane or no, Miz hits Shane with a fucking ring bell, and then he goes ass over tea kettle over a railing onto a golf cart. Onto the this looked really bad. He yeah. goes over a railing onto the roof of a golf of a golf cart, yeah. bounces yes. and lands on the concrete the height of a golf cart below. Right? He do whoop boing and we're like, oh, oh Shane just died again. So it's death then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all thinking like Shane still has to jump off something real high. Like, we're not even at the worst part yet. Yeah. So then Miz gives a skull-crushing finale, his finishing move, to Shane on a scaffolding. But Wait, wait. But how do they get from, from golf cart hell to where the scaffold is? Right through. They take a little tour around the world <laughs> oh, yeah. through all the international announced teams. Yeah. They go, finally, they finally. all get to enjoy what the finally Spanish those... have endured for so long. <laughs> yeah. 
finally those fucks in their fortress of solitude Up understand the pain of the German and Spanish announce tables. The Portuguese, haha, <laughs> smash. Yeah. The Japanese team, kachow. Funaki sighting. Yes, yeah. Funaki was there, indeed. Indeed. Yeah, the Russian team, kachow. The Hindi team, wabam. Yeah. All of them, all their monitors just in complete disarray. For, I want to hear their feeds. For context, a Funaki sighting is great because... Back in the day, in the Attitude Era. The Attitude the, Era, the greatest. the greatest era of wrestling. <laughs> Me and Graham made this joke with each other. I can't remember why we made this joke. Uh, oh, Jerry King. Oh, yeah, yeah. we'll talk oh, about yeah, that. Yeah. So during the Attitude Era, there was a Japanese group called Kayantai. Mm-hmm. But every time they talked, they were dubbed. Get it? And the only thing Funaki said was, indeed. And it was like, he would talk, he'd be like, and then a voiceover would go, Indeed. They got the MXC guys to come in and basically, do all the yeah. Okay, yeah. Right, you are Ken. <laughs> yeah. We when we saw it, we saw we were like right at entrance ramp for a house show here once years and years ago, and yeah. fu- and uh, there was a uh, Funaki had a match, yeah. and he was like going along and being like, hey, and you know, like slapping hands and doing high fives, or whatever, and all five of us were like, indeed. And he turned around with the biggest grin on his face and was just like, hey, <laughs> hey I'm relevant. Yeah. <laughs> you remembered. Yeah. I was, so that, anyway, that was where I saw uh, Batista in real life. And that man is a truck. He's a cube. Yeah. It's very, very unsettling yeah. how large he is. Yeah. It's like, that's not a human. That, ooh, I don't know how. I have no frame of you reference. You can't parse it. Like, you're no. Like, it's like Uncanny Valley. Like, you just, something looks weird. Mm-hmm. That was the same house show where I saw Montel Vontavious Porter, MVP, versus The Undertaker. <laughs> it was a good match. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, back to here. So Jesus. after, you know, after... So they fight through the all the other announce tables. Yeah, after destroying the United Nations, <laughs> they get... They get up on some scaffolding where the hard camera sits. You just remind... I, we got a tangent again. So you just remind... I used to be obsessed with the former lead, the head of the United Nations, Kofi Annan. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I know that name, but yeah. used to name, like, fucking characters that in video games all the time. Whenever you're like, put in your name. Like, I don't know, fucking I former mean, United Nations head Kofi Annan. I mean, like, he's no Boutros Boutros Galley, <laughs> but he's up there. From a tier list. Tier list of former United Nations. Oh, yeah, heads. no, yeah. Former, former UN Secretary <laughs> Power Rankings. Yeah. Who else is on that list? Ban Ki-moon. Yes, Ban Ki-moon. Hell yeah. Damn it, I thought I was going to make you both laugh with my like obscure <laughs> reference. And then you just came right in and just fucking dunked the shit out of me. Like, oh, yes. Ah, Kofi Nan's great, but do you know about fucking... Ban Ki-moon? Yeah. No, I don't. don't. Boutros Boutros Galley? Yeah. This is, if this... you were reading Bob the Angry Flower back in the mid-90s, you'd know all of these guys. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, UN Secretary uh, Kofi Annan was a recurring character. <laughs> Really? Yes. Fuck, maybe that's where I got it from then. Maybe. Most of your flowers really funny. Yeah. Anyway. Shit, that's funny as hell. You were, I just got got. You were, you were saying. Yeah, this is staying in the edit. I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I get to pick and choose what stays, but that has to stay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's all the only thing I was saying. You okay. just said a United Nations. Right. So mind. they get through that yeah. and start climbing up on the scaffolding oh. where the hard cameras are. Yeah. And the hard camera being like the main camera to the... The, the angle I, that most stuff is shot from the yeah. hard camera is the the camera that is on a tripod that isn't handheld. Like if I'm the ring, yeah, it's the the hard camera is the one facing it, and like the entrance is to the left. Yeah, and so you get to see. This, I I really liked this because they had a tent there with all the computers for the. This was like this was the the switcher room. Like this is all the tech is there. Like the director would be there. This is like just where all the tech is. It's really cool. So you get to see that sort of in the background. I was very excited about that. 
So yeah, Miz does the skull crushing finale to Shane on a scaffold. Yeah, should have died. That's a murder. And the man kicks out. Someone someone immediately tweeted at me. They're like, Shane just kicked out of the skull crushing finale on scaffolding. And I'm like, I know, don't talk to me. (laughs) Don't talk to me or my skull crushing finale ever again. And then they get up even higher to the highest point on the scaffold. And there's not there's no railing on one side of the scaffold, <laughs> which Who has, to, has to be an Don't OSHA you think violation. This, does that is that OSHA compliant? No, <laughs> it's like definitely. Why not. is there only one side that has no railing? Wrestling, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> and so Shane is th- there on his knees in rough shape, apologizing. He's begging Miz not to push him off. He's like, yeah. "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Miz, I'm sorry." And Miz like gets up in his face and is like, "Is." The man has no mercy in his eyes. Yeah. Right. He's he's furious with Shane. And he's not just gonna push Shane off. Mm-mm. He's he's gonna make sure he goes all the way down. Mm-hmm. He what is it a is it a suplex? What it's is it? It's a suplex. Just he a picks him up and just they both go down off the scaffold together mm-hmm. into a big like, you know, like crash mat. Into a, it's a some sort of mat thing. It yeah. looks pretty hard on top. Yeah. It looks like a crash mat with like skin ply it's like on a top table. Of it. like they put a bunch of tables like you know yeah I mean? it's not they didn't go through tables but the equivalent yeah so they're both out yeah but unfortunately because of how the suplex worked out shane is geographically on top of the miz mm-hmm. and so the ref comes over and is like okay well one two three this unconscious shane mcmahon yeah. wins the match i thought that was brilliant that was great yeah because miz great. miz won the moral victory yeah but shane won the match that's all that counts in wrestling though yeah. Is the moral victory. No, that's not true. <laughs> is it, though? Well, Miz himself, when he and Daniel Bryan were having that big feud where Miz kept cheating, yeah. right? And Daniel Bryan was like, you're not a better wrestler than me. And Miz is like, yeah, but I won the match. <laughs> yeah. But you're not a better wrestler because you cheated to win. And Miz yeah. is like, yeah, but the record says I won, so I won. Counterpoint. Right? In a world where Kurt Hawkins can lose 200 and fucking 900 900- 9,642 matches in a row and then just request a tag team title shot and get one? Doesn't matter, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, wrestling goes both ways, right? Yeah. Some, it matters when only when it matters. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's important until it's not. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. That was such a good match. That was, I, this has had so, so much fun. Funny. It was just so fucking weird. Yeah. Miz's dad almost had a fucking heart attack. Yeah, man. Yeah, I got killed by Shane McMahon, and then Miz and, and Shane kicked the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. Battle around. It's fun. I liked it. Next. Yep. How do we top that? I don't know. That madness. Yeah. And that's got to be the end of that story, obviously, right? I think so, yeah. Probably. There might be some fallout on SmackDown, but. Yeah. I mean, Shane's still in charge, right? I guess. But who knows if either of them will remember it? It's <laughs> a good point. Jesus, I got dark. Yeah. That <laughs> uh, oh, was too many concussions and. Page, page here for commentary for Dude, the next match. How weird was it when they played their music and then all of a sudden they're just at the announce tables? Like, yeah. Don't you get an entrance? And there's like, and it's Page, and then they they like they're showing the entrance ramp, and then nothing's happening, and then they just cut to the announce table, and there's Page with the head with the with headset, the headset on, on already. Like, hello, hi. Yeah, <laughs> they had a lot of guest announcers, and it was very strange. And yeah. I don't know how they much, did it every time. I don't know how much value the guest announcers brought to any match. None. Man, Aiden English was not good. Aiden English was a guest. He announcer? was on the pre-show. Oh, I didn't see that. He was not good. Oh, <laughs> he wasn't great. I mean, he's probably still his first time. Kind of yeah. like he's probably got a lot to learn. Awkward. Oh well. This is why is Paige out there? Well, it is for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Yep. 
Sasha Banks and Bailey defending against Natalia and Beth Phoenix, aka the Divas of Doom. <laughs> That's the dumbest fucking name. Well, versus Nia Jax and Tamina, the Samoan Slaughterhouse. Yeah, it's getting dumber. <laughs> versus the Iconics. Ah. Who who were my pick to win, if you recall? Yeah. Just want to put that out there. My man's putting me Graham and Nostradamus. Yeah. I was going to say Adam and Nostradamus, but... Neither of those. Yeah. Nostrad- Nostradamus. Oh. Yeah. You can't spell Nostradamus without Adam. Adam. I yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I've used Sweet. that bit a couple times, and no one has fucking reacted to it either way, <laughs> so which I thought was really good, but every time I've used it, it just fucking, it's crickets, man. I liked it. Yeah. I think maybe because people don't realize that it's actually in there. It's actually they're, in they're there. They're just like, ha, uh, you know. It sounds similar. Yeah. Let the, it's a good thing he's cute because he's a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Put put that in your Twitch fold. Yeah. Yeah. So um fuck. So despite being Oh, there was a tube flailing tube man related accident. One yeah, of the they, tube men a, died. A, a bunch of them di- a bunch of them didn't go. Yeah. Like the whole the whole like stage left of the of the entrance ramp just didn't like happen and the camera was like, I'm just gonna awkwardly go this way. Yeah. And I think they, they talked about it on commentary. They were like, Well, the the, the Bailey buddies don't seem don't you know might not be showing up but i know that the boss and hug connection are here ready to go or Dumbest something like fucking name jesus <laughs> it just keeps I getting was, worse as I, you get down I, I was watching this with a bunch of my wrestling buddies and we generally yeah. get together to watch you know like the royal rumble and the so major the we watch four. we watch the big four yeah. and a bunch of them don't keep up on the week-to-week product anymore these days and so this is the first time they had ever heard the name boss and hug connection and universally the whole room was just like that is a dumb name <laughs> nope yeah this was a fun match though despite being the match type that i hate yeah because it was not tornado tag yeah uh this had a lot of stuff yeah a lot of a lot of fun stuff happening um the uh beth was great by the way yeah she beth Phoenix was great. Hey? no Mm-mm. um I, which is incredible yeah i'm bummed that she didn't do her cool corner entrance thing there's a uh, when she would do her entrances as a singles competitor mm-hmm. she would sit on the turnbuckle like she'd sit on the top rope facing the turnbuckle and do her like her arms and then grab the the ropes behind her and just go thump, and flip down to a standing position yeah and it just looked really oh, cool that's cool but uh, they're entering as a Beth team this so. was the one that was teamed with with uh, Santina Morella right for a while yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and now she's married to Edge yeah Mm-hmm. They were at NXT together. Yeah. And yeah, this match was a lot of fun. I mean, all these matches were fun. I keep saying that, and it seems like such a cop-out, but it's just like, it's hard to like, there's no, in these multi-person matches, there's no like granular storytelling. You know no, what I mean? Like, there was a, like, there, I guess not not so much a story a storytelling as a running gag of using Sasha as an implement. Yeah. There was a lot of people hitting other people with Sasha. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Nijax just grabs Sasha and is like, bang! <laughs> I mean, pay my rent! I mean, basically, that's, that's <laughs> sort of how it came across. Yeah. But yeah, the ending, this was this was really clever. It was... Um, oh, the Iconics had great costumes on, too. Oh, yeah. They're like a devil angel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Billy Kay trying to get in the ring with the horns was really funny. Yeah. You've got to be joking me. So Phoenix hits Bailey with a glam slam off the second rope. Mm-hmm. But while she, while they're up on the turnbuckle, Billy Kay tags herself in because that's the iconic's corner. So yeah. she jumps up, 
taps Beth on the on the thigh or whatever, and the ref is like, "That's a tag." The ref <laughs> the ref sees it. Yeah. Beth does the glam slam, tries to pin Bailey, and the ref's like, the ref isn't counting the pin because he's like, "You're not the legal the legal competitor." Mm-hmm. Beth gets does Beth get dragged out? I think so. Uh, the Peyton it's all blur. Peyton gets involved, breaks it up, gets Beth out of the way, and Billy Kay sneaks in, continue then pins the continued to be unconscious Bailey yeah. and the Iconics get the win. I didn't think they were going to do it. I'm really happy about it. Yeah, it's great. They've been awesome. Yeah. I think they've earned it. Yeah. I like that they as far as like characters go cuz like none of these other teams are like characters. Mm-hmm. Our next match is the WWE Championship match. Yep. The match with the lineage. Yep. Daniel Bryan. Sorry, pardon me. The new Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. defending against Kofi Kingston of the New Day. They play a great video package prior to this. And, uh, I mean, I said this in the primer, right? But it's like, if Kofi doesn't win, this New Jersey crowd is going to be... Sorry, this shadow of New York City crowd is going to be real mad yeah. for the whole rest of the show. Mm-hmm. So they they come out. Big what E. Was, what did the New Jersey... What's the New Jersey crowd infamous for lately? What did they do? Oh, they shit, didn't they shit all over the new Universal belt? Isn't that is that? New I think Jersey? so. Is I think so. I, I, I can't remember. I just felt looks stupid. Yeah, the the red one. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that was New Jersey. So they had this thing. That's why they say Shadow of New York. By the way, you <laughs> fucking animals. <laughs> Big E has a present for Kofi. He's like, "This is for you, but you can't open it yet." And yeah. puts it down at ringside. And they have a stand. There's a new belt with. Well, they, that's the thing. They have a stand with what looks like a belt covered with fabric. Yeah. But then when Daniel Bryan comes out. They put his belt on it, and it's like, oh, that's just like a stand to hold to hold the the hemp belt. Okay, cool, that makes sense. I knew more than that. I mean, I thought so too, <laughs> but I didn't want to be sure. I didn't want. Oh, to... I loudly yelled on Twitter. Yeah, it's like I've cracked the code. Huge Kofi Mania chant. Yep, from the crowd. This was a good match. Daniel Bryan. I just still love that they just did all the stuff that is just reversed. Like the Daniel Bryan story from WrestleMania 30. Yeah. Just flipped. B plus player. And Daniel Bryan's the bad guy. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's awesome. so good. And like And they kicked the shit out of each other this match. This is a really good match. It's and awesome. Rowan and Biggie and Xavier didn't really get involved. Like they had an altercation, yeah. but like Kofi hit Trouble in Paradise on Rowan at one point. Yeah. But it, 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 this this wasn't a dirty match, right? Like they did was, the midnight hour slash up, up, down, down. They changed the saying of which what the double team move is. Yeah. Depending. Mm-hmm. And so they did their double team move to Rowan on the outside too. Yeah, and like uh, the best part too is when Kofi was making his comeback, and then he did that thing that Daniel Bryan does—the stomps mm. to Daniel Bryan. Like he holds both their hands. Oh yeah, and just just, just them in the steps face. on their head <laughs> yeah, over and over because he did that to Kofi a few minutes prior, yeah. and then yeah, eventually he was like, "I'm gonna do this to you now." Which is wild that they let people do that. Yeah, because of their because uh, of concussions to Daniel Bryan of all people. Yeah. Let me just kick this guy in the head. Yeah, like they just—I'm just surprised they let Daniel do that move to anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, because they—they saw because Daniel Bryan used to. You remember he used to do those elbows. He yeah. doesn't really do them anymore. Mm-hmm. But because like he would like stand behind them, they'd be sitting down, and then Daniel Bryan would come up and like elbow them, kind of like in like the traps. Yeah, yeah. And they just kind of like stop that because it's kind of headshotty almost a little yeah. bit, and you can get carried away. And I'm just—I'm just shocked <laughs> they still let him do that in the year of our Lord 2019. Mm-hmm. I love that he keeps doing the he Daniel Bryan does the the running corner things as well. Those are always good. Yeah. And but Kofi is really 
lithe and able to get out of the able to get out of the um the submission moves because mm-hmm. he tries to put him in various holds and Kofi's able to fight. they did some really interesting technical back and forth at one yeah. point where they're Daniel Bryan's really trying to lock something in and Kofi keeps just barely staying one step ahead of him yeah which was really cool and yeah uh eventually it gets to a trouble in paradise and hits him and Kofi, Kofi wins. wins we're two for two on our yeah, on our matches that we wanted. The, it's face of mania, brother. Your new WWE champion. And so they go back to the to the belt, take the hemp belt, chuck it away, pull the fabric off, and that stand was not a stand. It was the original design. Well, the belt that Daniel Bryan replaced, which is it's, which still has the black strap. People thought that they would use this as an opportunity to bring it in with the blue strap because it's mm-hmm. the SmackDown belt, but they didn't. So it's the black strap already with the Kofi side plates on it. I'm surprised they didn't do like some kind of New Day theme belt. Very bright, like rainbowy. Mm. You know, instead of diamonds, they're Budios. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they just gave him a normal <laughs> belt. A normal belt, yeah. And they get in the ring and they give it to Kofi. And then Big E opens up his opens up the 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 gift box and it's full <laughs> it's of merchandise. It's full of a new New Day T shirt with Kofi as the champion. Brilliant. Yeah. Which is and you know, some <clears throat> people are like, well, they made that in advance. They also made Still the world's champion, Daniel Bryan shirts. Yeah. And there's a bit later in the show with, yeah. with Alexa Bliss backstage. We can just talk about that right now. I yeah. thought they were gaslighting me. <laughs> I thought that was like, did Daniel Bryan win that match? Because they were wearing the shirt that said, and still <clears throat> WWE champion Daniel Bryan. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so they had the B team. They had Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel modeling these shirts. And Alexa's like, so these were made in a bout of high spirits, and um, they're, you can get a deep discount on them now. Yeah, deep discount. On WWE.com, so yeah. Wait, they're still selling the wrong merch? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they normally smart. ship that shit off to third world countries. Yeah, no, it's smart. They're just like, nah. We're just good business, business practice. People found the shirts like a couple days ago, and they're like, oh, my God, Kofi is winning. And then they, they're like, wait, there's also these other shirts. Oh, well, this doesn't help us at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, how am I supposed to make an informed decision when I'm constantly being lied to <laughs> by both sides? And then Kofi's kids come in the ring. Yeah, and that was cute as shit. Dude. It was really, really good. Yeah. I cried. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I actually recorded myself watching like the last half of that match. Mm-hmm. And then I got my reaction of when Kofi pinned Daniel Bryan. We were very excited as well. Yeah. I, I cried when we Xavier all... cried because he couldn't, he couldn't control himself. Oh, yeah, Xavier was, like, when they were uncovering the title. Yeah. Yeah, that was so good. I hope. Well, Kofi won a world title finally. Yeah. Fuck. That's fucking wild, hey? Yeah. And I, and the, if you are interested, that is the, uh, the, Kofi is the first black champion of that belt lineage. Yeah. Because Mark Henry and Booker T held the heavyweight champion the big gold belt yeah which is a different title lineage yes and so not the first non-white because there have been you know like for example like yokozuna and you know and the rock Mm -hmm. obviously but the first uh the first black person to hold that belt which is cool that's cool as shit and a and a big deal for as xavier uh has has been tweeting some some things about that about how that why that's such a big deal and it's that's super cool yeah pancakes for everyone Says the WWE Twitter account. Good but times. What if I just hope I hope he holds it for a while. 
I hope they do a good thing with it. What if he loses it on Tuesday? Like tomorrow? I hope not. <laughs> it's going to take oh. you like a week to get this episode out the door. And if he loses it before this episode goes live, the comments will just be a whole bunch of people being like, oh, you fools. <laughs> yeah, you fucking morons. So let's put some uh, fail safes in place. Okay. Like, ha, ha, he deserved it. I don't know. <laughs> so it's just like good, 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 good fail safe. Good fail safe, yeah. yeah. I'm glad he lost on Tuesday. Bury him. Whole storyline sucked. Back backstage, yeah. Alexa Bliss says uh, is there and um, checking in on Colin Jost and Michael Che, who are still getting medical attention. See, this is weird. This is really weird. It's very this strange. is like another example of who wrote this show. Yeah, she's like, "Don't worry, guys. As the host of WrestleMania, I'll make sure that you get the best care and attention that we can provide." And then she leaves, and then two weird-looking doctors with face masks and lab coats come in, and it's like. Why, why is that Razor Ramon and Kevin Nash? Yeah. Slash Diesel. Sorry, Diesel. Yeah, Razor Ramon and Diesel. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Yeah. And they take their they take the face masks off. Razor, Scott Hall's got his toothpick in there and he's like, <laughs> That can't be sanitary. He's like, We're gonna take great care of you. And Scott or Kevin Nash puts on a puts on a latex glove and it's like, what the what does that mean? And he says specifically, Do you want to start with the prostate? so fucking stupid but awesome like it's like dumb you know what i mean it's like who who okayed this the idea the idea that kevin nash thinks man when i put my finger in your ass it's gonna be such a hilarious prank on you yeah well i'm gonna get this fucker good i'm gonna administer a proctology exam ha you idiot Uh uh-huh my finger stinks like doo-doo like, man, got really, him. Really got, got him. Ha ha ha. Ha It's someone else's doo-doo, too. It's not even like your own. It's not like he's putting the finger up his own butt. Very Somebody strange. else's. Yeah. That's weird. I mean, it's weird. I guess it's <laughs> trying to defend. Non-consensually. Dig up, Adam. Dig up. Dig up. Dig up. Dig up. Okay. So. Booker T is on commentary for the next match. Yep. With both of his Hall of Fame rings. Because Booker T is a Hall of Famer himself. Twice. But last night, they inter- they inducted the tag team Harlem Heat, yeah. of which Booker T was also a member. And I love this. He was he was showing off his rings, and they were like, the two-time, the other commentators were like, the two-time, the two-time Hall of Famer, Booker T. Booker, how do you feel about that? And Booker says, it's not about me, man. Let's talk about Kofi. Immediately, nice. he's just like, I don't matter. Kofi just won the title. Yeah. Which I thought shit. was great. Yeah, good shit, Booker. But first, or but, book. ne- but first, but next, but next, but now, is he... Un- is the United States Championship match? Yep, with Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Finally dressed like Mysterio. Yeah, he did it. He pulled the trigger. It's only been how, how many? How many years? It's only been ten thousand yeah, years. He's finally dressed like Spider-Man's Mysterio. Yeah, he's dressed like Spider-Man. Yeah, but not actual yeah, Mysterio. But not actual Mysterio. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Samoa Joe was dressed like a very angry man. It's kind of like, oh, you want me dressed as Mysterio? Puts on Spider Man outfit, like <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> flippy shit. Like, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> this match was bell to bell, one minute. Yep. <sighs> there were rumors that Rey Mysterio was injured, mm-hmm. and I think that's what it was. Well, yeah, uh, apparently he got injured in the match with Baron Corbin on Monday Night Raw, and they were like, no, no, he's fine. He's cleared to wrestle. And so they start. There's a DDT. Ray hits him with a 619. And then Joe just gets him in a sleeper hold. And Ray passes out. Excuse me? I'm sorry. 
Rear Naked Choke. Yeah, it's got a name. Does more damage. Coquina Clutch. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Let's pay respect to the moves, Graham. Fair enough. You, you can't me. just fucking put somebody in a sleeper hold. This isn't the 80s. You can if you're Ed Leslie. Right. Yeah. That's true. Wow, Ed Leslie. Look at Beach. Fuck you fucking Mark. <laughs> Jesus. WWE Hall of Famer. Actually, it's Ed, Ed Leslie. Oh, I'm sorry. Not, no. Fuck, who hired this guy? Sorry, he's still U.S. champion Samoa Joe. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Got sort of distracted there. I mean, Rey Mysterio's loss is Samoa Joe's gain, right? Like, yeah. He just looks like more of a badass. So. Mm-hmm. Sucks that Ray they couldn't put on a match, but I mean this show is going long anyway. Yeah. So. Roman Reigns versus Dark Shadow. Roman Reigns <laughs> is our next match. Like I love how that's becoming like a thing. Yeah. Like Drew McIntyre fucking crawling out of this window or this mirror. Yeah. I'm you, but stronger. You know. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm being told it's actually Drew McIntyre <laughs> yeah. versus Roman Reigns in a. In a in a fight in a damp hair on a pole match. Yep. Yeah, it's... damp hair on a pole. I, I somebody tweeted at me. Ah, oh, well, at least it's shirts versus skins, <laughs> which made me laugh. I was like, "That's fucking good. That's really funny. That is good. That's yeah. yeah. They they do look very similar in this yeah. match, um, except they allow Drew McIntyre to have body hair. Yep. Yeah, that makes him look scarier. It I don't does. know why. It's just he looks like bigger and burlier. Makes him look tough. So, yeah, they, they basically sort of go back and forth. Drew is in control for a lot of this match, and it all comes to a head when they're in the middle of the ring and Drew starts screaming at Roman and is like, basically, like, you can't defeat me. I broke the shield. I'll break you. Or, mm-hmm. I broke the shield. I broke you. I'll, you know, I, I'll stop any one of you. And then he's about to do his move, and he goes, he goes this one's for Dean. Or this, he's, he's like, this one's for Ambrose. Yeah. And that, that, pisses Roman off yeah. and then Roman just demolishes him mm-hmm. and wins the match. So of, of course Roman oh, yeah, is, Dean's done. Yeah. We'll never see Dean Ambrose again. I mean, he'll probably come back someday, I hope. Nope, sorry. Oh, okay. That's the rule, Graham. I didn't realize we were going to put him into a vat of acid <laughs> later. <laughs> we put him in a vat mm. of the stuff from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, dip. Dip. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. dip. That's how you kill a cartoon character, and that's what Dean Ambrose is. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Suck it, Marks. Vince, I'd like to request release from my contract. <laughs> All right, get the dip. <laughs> Remember me, Eddie? When I killed your brother, I sounded just like this. He was so big. <laughs> ah, the image of Vince putting fucking retired wrestlers in dip because of like how cartoony the 80s was. He's like, we'll put Kamala in there. We put Akeem the African Dream in there. Put the big boss man in there. Get me Papa Shango. Get me Papa Shango. Get me T.L. Hopper, the plumber. <laughs> Get me Bastion Booger. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bastion Booger. Man. Jobber to the stars. Fuck. We've come up with some fucking good things to build off of. We have a, we have a, we're, we're creating a rich narrative. Cr- that's what I'm, we're creating a very rich narrative. Are we going to run over Vince with a steam, like a, a steamroller? Oh, maybe. going to crush him and he's going to get up. He's going to be like all flimsy. What oh, would be scarier if Christopher Lloyd's character in Roger Rabbit started talking like Vince or if Vince started talking like Christopher Lloyd's character from Roger Rabbit? <laughs> Oof, porque no los dos. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I guess they'd both be terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's like they'd both be scary as shit. Somebody's, they're going to put this show in the dip. Fuck. It's going to be. This is it, Graham. It was me all along, Austin. 
Hey, Austin, remember when I killed your career? Oh, wow. Um, just like this. All right. So th- this, there was no way that Roman was going to lose his first singles match back after after beating leukemia. Beating leukemia. Yeah, there's so. no way. I mean, as much as I wanted Drew to win this match, yeah, I knew deep down, you don't bet against Roman. No. So as we continue our downhill scream on this on <laughs> this side of the roller coaster, yeah. Next up is our live performance of the evening. Oh, Elias. Yeah. Oh fuck! Strap in, kids. Yeah. So it starts with on the giant screen they have. There's video of Elias yep. playing drums, split screened and accompanied by Elias playing piano. Yeah. Props to him. He's able to play both instruments. Yeah. His hand is terrible key form but it's you know he's playing both instruments and then he's in the ring with the guitar and he's like check me out aren't i amazing and they he all he plays all three instruments and they they play some music and then the crowd starts chanting what song is it and he starts playing along oh uh they he starts playing One Nation Army, doesn't he? Right, because they start they start doing the da 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 da. Yeah, so he he actually starts playing along One Nation Army. So presumably they'll have to presumably they'll have to pay some sort of broadcast rights. Yo, for that Jack later. White, five million dollars. <laughs> Suck it, idiot. Jack White's like sitting at home flipping channels. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it? Meg, get in here. Um, <laughs> so he does the the. Uh, Walk with Elias. Right. They're, they're doing their, oh, walk with Elias. They're singing it to the Seven Nation Army. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway. Well, cause, because a large contingent of people that come to watch WrestleMania are from the UK. Yeah. And those kind of chants are a thing. Those are just mm-hmm. soccer chants, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I think it comes And he from. hasn't done the walk with Elias thing in a while. Yeah. You know, so he's like, WWE stands for walk with Elias. So who wants to walk with Elias? So then, then this then shit gets fucking haywire. This video starts playing, and it's a video package about it. Well, it's not clear initially what it is, and then it becomes clear that it's a video package about Babe Ruth. And I was like, when I was watching this, I said, like, "Did fucking Kojima direct? Like, did Kojima write this? Like, is this? Yeah, fucking, this is what at the point in my life where I was like, is this art? And I don't understand it. <laughs> like, I was so fucking confused. Like. It was such a, like a Kojima thing, like you know what I mean? It's like Babe Ruth. It's like what the fuck does Babe Ruth have to do with anything right now? I mean, we're in New York, the yeah. shadow of New York. Sorry. Yeah. So the they're 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 playing contemporary announcing clips from a baseball game with like he's stepping up to the plate. He's he, ladies he's and gentlemen, calling his, he's yeah. calling his shot. He's pointing out to center field. Yes, he is calling his shot. He's pointing to center field, and they do the pitch, and then he hits it, and they're like, oh, and by goodness, he's done it. He's you know. Straight to center field or whatever. And it's like, okay, what? where is this going? I'm pretty, I'm fairly certain that Babe Ruth is dead. Yeah. And even if he wasn't, I doubt he'd be here. What you if know? Babe Ruth showed up? That would that would be surprising. That would be wild. That would be, you know, not, not maybe not even as surprising as who did show up. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. then the music starts playing. And it's, the music is basic thugonomics. The theme song to... The doctor of thugonomics, Fuck yes. John Cena. I clapped. I this is when I we, clapped. This is when we started watching wrestling. We were we marked out so hard <laughs> for the doctor of thugonomics, yeah. John Cena. Yeah, word life, word life. This is basic thugonomics. Fuck, I love that theme song still I'm to unt- this day. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. <laughs> 
Okay, getting weird. Yeah. So 2002, this was his gimmick. John Cena's gimmick was just normal ass. He was a guy named John Cena. He had no gimmick. He had no personality. He was. He looked good. He was good in the ring. And then that was heard it. him freestyling backstage one day. Because there was the Halloween episode of SmackDown, and he dressed up like Vanilla Ice. Yeah. And they went around this backstage party, and he spat some very silly bars at Steph, I think. And people were like, that's hilarious. Yeah. And so then his gimmick became, I'm a white rapper. I'm the professor of thugonomics John Cena. And mm-hmm. he would come out to the ring with a chain and a padlock around his neck, yep. and knuckles that said word life. Yeah. And he would do very silly rap disses on people. Which were always very funny. They were they were super funny. And yeah. so then, then, uh, then it... His character evolved, and he moved away from that, and he started, you know, into the sort becoming of, the John Cena we know and love. Did yes, the Superman John Cena, the Fruity Pebbles John Cena, and but here is, you know, his old theme song, and he and says, he was a heel, yeah. He started as a heel until we all started like cheering for him, but originally he said, "I don't, I don't have a full transcript." I don't but either, I have, but he uh, did say, "Like, are you ready for a heel turn, Eli? You you got a raw deal because you're standing in a ring with John Cena about to turn heel." Yeah. He says, "The they call me the golden shovel, so I'm about to bury your push." Yeah. Then he pulls a packet of pistachios out of his out of his pants, and says, "Your face you looks do. like my nuts, but you've got way more bush." Yeah. Because Elias has the huge beard. Yeah. And then he throws. Can we just appreciate that the professor of thugonomics, John Cena, carries around a bag <laughs> of pistachios just so he can jo- make that joke? Fuck yeah! Like. You know, like that's weird, right? Yeah. It's like, why did you have the bag of pistachios? <laughs> yeah. I know you're trying to make a joke, but he says he said there won't be any AA, but we're gonna hit we're gonna hit an FU because his old his the the attitude adjustment used to be called the FU because it was originally developed to be making fun of Brock Lesnar's F five, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and then they repackaged it because they're like we don't want Happy Friendly Make a Wish John Cena to be using a move called the FU, mm-hmm. and so then he's like I'm gonna use the FU, and then he he does a five knuckle shuffle to to Elias and hits him with the. There was FU. a great line where he's like WWE doesn't stand for Walk with Elias; it stands for Worst Wrestling Experience, Wasted Wrestling, Wasted Wrestling Experience. Wrestling experience. That's what it is. Yeah. Wow. Get dunked on, and then and then he leaves. Yep. And the, that will be the last time we ever see that John Cena ever again. Yeah, I don't think that'll be back. That was but great. I wish it was. That back was full amazing. Time. We were we were like we were so confused. Yeah. And the, even the announcing was like, wow, 2002. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Next. Yep. As as WrestleMania rolls on, it is a no holds barred match between <laughs> Triple H and the Animal Speaking Batista. Speaking of weird. Yeah, speaking of weird. This shit got out of control fast, didn't it? Remember Mad Max? Yep. Yeah, that's that's a I remember Mad Max. It was a very popular movie in the 80s and also <laughs> a very popular remake i.e. not remake, but a very popular uh modern version. Yeah, called Fury Road. Yeah. And when did Fury Road come out? I don't know. Like 4 years ago. 4 years ago. Just in time for WrestleMania 35. Yeah. Anyway, so Triple H has so this Triple huge H is like, CG you know what's intro. fucking cool? Mad Max. Is this huge CG intro with cars driving around, like close-ups of his face driving this like ridiculous-looking hot rod, and it's all it's all stupidly Mad Max, and it's like this is weird. And then the side of the thing opens, and out comes Triple H. (laughs) Out comes this this hot rod with Triple H right there behind the driver's seat, riding, holding on, not driving. The man driving it. (laughs) Has makeup that does not make him look like a war boy. It makes him look like one of two things that I. Well, one. Who was driving? 
Some guy. Oh, okay. Some guy. I was like, it looked like Miz's dad, but with zombie makeup on. Okay. Like, to, to, shitty zombie To makeup. me, the first thing I thought of was literally the ECW on sci-fi zombie. Oh, yeah. The first episode of ECW on sci-fi when the sci-fi channel was like, but it needs supernatural elements. And so they were like, it's a zombie. Yeah. Everyone else said he looked like the kid from the I Like Turtles video. That's what I was just going to say. I was like, he looked like Turtle Kid. Yeah. He's like, I like Mad Max. Yeah. He just had like white face paint with big black <laughs> eyes and like crazy hair, yeah. but not not like not like performatively weird hair just just like unkempt <laughs> this is like this is the i like turtles kid like, this is the Feel guy who old owns yet? this car <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> Did yeah. the did the truck have some sort of fire hose that sprays like mother's milk or something? No, or, uh, no. It just it drove all the way down to the ring, and then the camera and then there was like a uh, like a skull hood ornament, and the camera lingered on the skull hood ornament for an inordinately long time. And then Triple H's music hits, and they start fucking seizure warning you. Like, yeah, it was insane. It's staying on the skull, presumably while Triple H roots around for wherever he left his water bottle. Yeah, because then the camera finally pans up, and Triple H does the. <laughs> the water spray out of the mouth for bg you don't know he spits water for part of his entrance yeah and it's cool okay thank you yeah you're welcome batista's entrance is a couple sort of black escalades with massive security details come in he slams the door on his car he looks so he looks so silly because in the you can see through the window because he's not wearing a shirt so it's really <laughs> obvious that he's there in the black in the black vehicle and it's like wow he looks too big for that car yeah to be in the back of that car. He looks enormous. Are you making fun of the size of my automobile? This is the only one I could afford with my budget. Do all these cars end up wrestling each other? On the roof? In a tug of war? Yeah. yeah. No, in a, in a monster truck sumo match? Yeah. No, yeah. they just leave. Yeah. Um, he doesn't get that crazy. No, Batista... Like how great was it hearing Batista's music again? That was yeah. with Pyro. There was Pyro. Yeah, there was Pyro. Pyro's back. The show had Pyro. Yeah, Pyro showed Pyro all over the place. Finally. Yeah. Even the Seamus and Cesaro explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we, me and Graham went to the Royal Rumble in 2016? Yeah. 16? 17? And 16. 16. 17? 16. One of those. It wasn't the AJ Styles Royal Rumble, which is the first Royal Rumble we ever covered. I think it was t- uh, 2017. Oh, it was 2017? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. it wasn't. Because it was the year anyway. before I went to Seth. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, when we were there, they did the Seamus and Cesaro pyro bang and it was just like we it was were loud as hell it's like one of those you felt mop. it yeah <laughs> mop, mop, mop. anyway so yeah the, he does his whole like machine gun thing all the pyro goes off it was cool he like trips slightly getting into the ring and people were giving him a bit of stick for that but it wasn't that big of a deal give him shit to his face you cowards <laughs> he's fucking batista he'll rip your head off so no holds barred yep which means that you can use any band moves. Anything from the toolbox. Or, yeah, or if you just <laughs> yeah. want to be do what Triple H did, which is pick up a literal craftsman toolbox, bean Batista in the head with it, and then go back to the toolbox, get a pair of vice grips, <clears throat> grab onto Batista's fingers, bend them back around the, the back of his head, and yeah. then stomp on his elbow. Yeah. Uh, and then go back to the toolbox. Whip him with a chain. Uh, yeah, get a chain out, yeah. whip him in, with the chain. And, like, uh, whip him with the chain, too. It, that looked like it really hurt. Yeah. Uh, then get him into the ring, pin him down with a chair, and then also from the toolbox, get a pair of pliers and reach down and rip out his nose ring. I was like, who booked this match? Eli Roth? Like, this is so <laughs> fucked up. Like, it was so awkward. Right? <laughs> that was weird, yeah. Like, this whole match was just like, is Vince tied up in the back? Fucking blink twice. You need to send help. Like, somebody just, like, who's letting this happen? It was amazing. 
It was like it was yeah, it was pretty involved. The uh, wild. I'm I'm fairly confident. If you're if you're curious, I I would put even money on what happened with the nose ring was. Oh, it was just like a fake. No, 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 no. It's I. It really looked like what happened is that uh, Triple H put the pliers down there or near as he could, and just sort of like went, uh, and like ripped it. And Batista very quickly covered his face, yeah. and then I believe Batista pulled out. Like I don't think the nose ring actually got ripped out. I think he then like oh he'd like, be bleeding everywhere. Yeah, well, obviously not. But I think he no I think blood. he removed it and ha- put some blood on him while Triple H then like acquired a, another ring from his person and went aha look I have the ring. Oh, you know I'm I'm pretty sure it was that kind of like oh, that's sp- way better than the thing mis- I thought. I thought they just actually ripped it out, but I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> that would I was like wow they really ripped it out. I was like that's that, wild. That would hurt so much. Yeah, it would. Yeah. He'd be pissing blood out of his nose too. Like, mm-hmm. That's like a. If your nose gets cut, like, yeah, he didn't. He there definitely should have been more blood from the nose ring. Yeah, it yeah. should have been gushing blood. Like this part, like if you rip this, mm. like no. I didn't. <laughs> this is from way earlier in the night. But did you notice the second match of the night? There was this outline in the middle of the ring. This like outline of sweat that shaped like Brock's head and shoulders. <laughs> It was really obvious. It was like, what's that shape? And oh, that's Brock. That's where Brock got pinned because he sweats <laughs> like so much. Outline. It looked like it. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh fuck, that's good. Now I'm gonna damn it, Graham. Now I gotta go back and find footage of the sweat. Fucking, it's not the Brock it's, sweat stain. It's not hard to see. Okay, it's, yeah, we'll. Be, I'll be the judge of that. All right, that's fair. So, Triple H and Batista decide that. PG is for fucking kids. Yeah. And they just like actually try to kill each other. Yeah. Like I was like worried. I was like, am I going to watch someone die? I was like, I can't be a, I can't have this on my fucking conscience. <laughs> WWE. Like I can't just watch somebody die live for my entertainment. Like I just can't, I can't do it. I'll stop watching wrestling. Don't make me an accomplice. To yeah. This. It's fucked up, dude. They beat the shit out of each other. They like put the stairs in the ring and well, Batista goes to like, Batista bomb Triple H put the stairs on top of the announce table mm-hmm. and then Triple H or Batista goes to Batista bomb Triple, Triple H, H and then Triple H batty, back body drops him. The, those tables just won't collapse. No. For, for one thing. They're obviously supposed to. Question. Yeah. If the table doesn't break, mm-hmm. does subsequent attempts do more damage or less damage? Like, let's say I try oh. to put you through the announce table and you bounce off it. You're like, bank. <laughs> you're like, oh, fuck, that hurt. And I'm like, well, we got to try again. And then you're like, no, fuck, it hurts more. You know what I mean? Like, probably, yeah. Yeah. I think it, I think it hurts more. Yeah. It hurts more. Yeah. We need an official ruling. I should write a rule book on damage modifiers. That's what I should spend my time doing as a 35-year-old adult male. <laughs> Triple H goes under the ring. <laughs> yeah. And finds not one, but two sledgehammers. Ah, yes. That's exactly where I keep well, my sledgehammers. Well, now they'll be evenly matched. They'll both have a sledgehammer. Well. You say that as a joke, but they both get a sledgehammer. So, well, so, so he pulls out one sledgehammer and tries to use it for a bit in the way that he always does, where you hold the handle and then you cover the head with your hand and just sort of like use it like a... You sort of go like bonk like in a, a way that battering ram. Yeah, you can't just actually swing it like an old sledgehammer. You can't just fucking tee that, off. Like, he's that just would like kill a man. For him, like he's like standing beside a door waiting for Batista to come through, and Batista's like, "Honey, I'm home." Fucking <laughs> like, yeah. Holy shit! We get finishers back and forth. The Batista bombs. We get pedigrees, yeah. and then eventually both men are down. Also, 
Yeah. Fucking Batista takes the pred- pedigree like an asshole. Fucking oh. knees first. Tucks his knees, yeah. Asshole. Yeah. Really tucks Just his knees there. Just drop to your stomach. Be a fucking professional. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get so much crap in the OSW review for oh, that. Oh, yeah. They, That's they the, who I thought those. of. Yeah. Instantly thought of fucking Kane taking yeah. pedigrees. Kane I was bumps. like, thank you. Thank you, OSW, for ruining that for me forever. Both knees. Yeah. yeah. Both knees. Anyway, anyways, both men are down. Ric Flair comes down. Yeah, Ric Flair shows up. He's like, "Hey, remember me?" It's like, "Remember yeah, me? I'm the guy whose ass you kicked." Yeah, <laughs> and then he gives a sledgehammer to Triple H, and then gives a sledgehammer to Batista. Yep, I think. Or does I thought Batista does already Batista had Batista it. just grab the other one? Yeah, and then because Flair goes over to talk shit, he's like, "You're going down." Yeah, I'm gonna give you what you want. Anyway, they both have, they both have sledgehammers. Yep. And Triple H basically does a Superman punch, like a Roman Reigns-style Superman punch, but, yeah. like, jumps off the steel steps in the ring and then just clocks just yeah. Batista in the head with a sledgehammer and uh, gets the pin. Hits the pedigree. Right. Hit, then hits the pedigree. And another fucking knees up pedigree. And one, two, three. And uh, Triple Batista. H wins and does not have to retire from in-ring competition. Nope. Thank that, God. That was a stipulation, by Thank the way. Thank God the, the career of young NXT call-up Triple H... <laughs> Continues on, and we'll see him next year at WrestleMania. You mean H? H. Try. That's an OSW thing, too. Try. 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 We'll try. try. <sighs> Triple. Anyway, now we get that backstage segment with Alexa Bliss and the B team showing off the t shirts, and Ron Simmons shows up and says, Damn. Yep. Good. Glad we got that. <laughs> Back in the arena, JBL is here for commentary for no reason. Yep. Neat. And it's the Kurt Angle retirement match. Ah, here we go. Let's make some people fucking mad. Good job, Baron Corbin. Yep. Congratulations. Kurt Angle defends against Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin defends, won. I like how he and defends his career. Defends his career against Baron Corbin. Baron <laughs> Corbin last won shed of hum- won. His last shred of humanity against yeah. dear Baron Corbin. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, Baron Corbin wins. There's not much been. to talk about. And, and it's, as he should have. Yep. So, some people are... So here's the thing. Dude, I had so many people tweet at me. I was like, hot take time. Baron Corbin, I'm glad Baron Corbin won. And hopefully he gets some uh, Roman Reigns levels of heat for beating The Undertaker. Yeah. And people were just like, he has no redeeming qualities. It's, He's a pe-. It's like, fuck, it's do you like not, anything? It's not true. Do you so, enjoy anything? My favorite part of this match is when he made fun of the crowd who thought that he didn't deserve to be in that match and thought that John Cena should be in that match. They yeah. started cheering for John Cena, so he started doing the you can't see me to the crowd yeah. and then did you can't see me to Kurt. It was very funny. It was very good. So here's the thing. The 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 general... Oh, before we talk about anything, the most important part was I wasn't paying attention. Did he take off his dress shirt to reveal another nicer dress shirt underneath? No, he just had Damn a vest. Yeah. So general wrestling tradition is mm-hmm. you go out on your back. If yeah. you're retiring, you lose the match. Yes. And I've seen some people... You know, be like, you know, why did Baron Corbin win? And it's like, well, because you lose your retirement match. You always go out on your back. And people are like, that's an outdated thing. And just because we've always done it that way doesn't mean it shouldn't change. Here's why you always do it that way. Kurt Angle wins. (coughs) Then what? He's done. Yeah. He's retired. There is no benefit to anyone for Kurt to win this match. If Baron Corbin wins, he retired Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. He beat Kurt Angle in Kurt's retirement match. Then there's something there. For the next 11 years, Baron Corbin can be like, remember when I retired Kurt Angle? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I remember that. Boo! Yeah. 
the the reason that it's tradition that it's always won is because for the retiring person to win helps nobody. The at at most it helps the ego of the person retiring. But someone like Kurt, who understands the business very well, would absolutely be like, no, obviously I have to lose. Yeah. And they, everyone's always complaining about how they don't build new stars, and now they're building new stars, and now everyone's complaining. It's like, fuck Jesus, man. Like, is there any way to make any of you happy? No, of course not. No. It's ridiculous. I will say. Good on you, Baron Corbin. <laughs> they are selling the Kurt Angle retirement shirt, and it's one of those things that it's like, sure, it makes sense for Kurt to wear this. Nobody should buy this T-shirt. Because it says, like, really small in the middle. It's like Kurt Angle and then, like, the, you know, like, 2019 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it says... <laughs> big letters in white on this red shirt. It says, you suck, thank you. <laughs> and it's like, number that's of not times, a shirt that a normal person would wear day to day. The number of times I've had that exchange with people in my life, very high. Yeah. They're like, hey, Adam, you suck. Thank you. Do you wear that to the show? That's the only place you wear it. Yeah. When you're going to the match. There's, there's a lot of... To WWE. the one retirement match that he has, there's, hopefully. There's a lot of WWE shirts that you can only wear at WWE events that, like, otherwise don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you wore it to another WWE event, people would be like, oh, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's the only WWE shirt I had. You suck. Thank you. What? Thank f- you. Anyway. Thanks. Corbin wins with an end of days, if you're curious how he won. So there's that. And Kurt cuts a nice promo. And uh, they get a good uh, music hits, and everyone gives him the You Suck chant, and he walks off into the sunset. Yep. Hopefully, for his sake, never to wrestle again. I hope so. The WWE Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. The, what do they call him? What do they call Bobby Lashley? The the one and only? No. no the Dominator? No, no, Something? no. The Dom, the... Fuck, I don't know. It's like the it's who gives it's a like, fuck. The, <laughs> it's like, like the, let's be honest with ourselves. You know, it's like the Incredible Hulk, right? It's yeah. like the something. It's like the 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 irrepressible, <laughs> the whatever. irrepressible, the fucking nondescript. Yeah, Bobby Lashley. Oh no, 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 no! Bobby got jealous. Yeah, Bobby I was, liked this. Bobby was like, "Well, if the, if, ben, if Finn Balor is going to be all the demon, then I want funky eyes. I want to be a werewolf." So, Bobby Lashley. What's the werewolf RPG? Is it just called werewolf? Yeah, werewolf, yeah. Bobby Lashley, accompanied by Leo Rush and some yellow contact lenses, yeah. <laughs> comes down to the ring. And then Finn Balor enters as the demon. Finn Balor. How cool who, is this? Whose face I miss the demon. The demon's always great. His face paint is reminiscent of the WrestleMania logo. Yeah. Which was kind of neat. I mean, like, a lot of people are complaining because they think that the demon needs to be like this thing that Finn brings out when he really needs to win. Which, but it's like, it's fucking WrestleMania. Of course he has to win. He has to win. It's the biggest show of the year. All right, you got... See, I I am one of those people. Oh. Right? No, it's WrestleMania. He has to win. He can't lose at WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, so... From you, a career, like yeah, a yeah, yeah. kayfabe career standpoint. So, yeah, like I said, I am one of those people, and you yeah, actually, yeah, you just told me. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. Why... If you're Finn Balor, why risk it? Yeah. Why risk losing at WrestleMania? If it's like, but but if I'm just the demon... Then I can beat Bobby Terrible Lashley, and then we'll be fine. Yeah. So Finn Balor being the demon is a lot like when you're a kid and you're playing like a game, like you're playing guns, or like your friend like pretends to shoot you, and you're like, ha ha, ting. Yeah. Like I'm bulletproof. That's fucking. That's the demon. Yeah. He's like, ha ha, I'm immune to your werewolf yogurt horse shit. <laughs> immune. 
It's just bad improv. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. The demon is bad improv? It is. <laughs> yeah, because they're like setting up the match. And they're just like, Finn's like, yeah, can, uh, demon. And they're just like, fuck. I can't win now. He's like, sorry, fuck, demon card, suck it. <laughs> so your new intercontinental champion, Finn Balor. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Fuck, that blew my mind, Beach. The demon is bad improv. What what notice what I what I noticed was odd about the finish was that normally when Finn hits the coup de grace, the person is lying. Do you say coup de grace or coup de gras? Coup de gras. I usually say coup de gras. I don't know coup why I said it that time. <laughs> coup de gras. The coupe de grace. Coupe de grace. Normally the person is lying sideways to the turnbuckle. Yeah. And this, this time, time Bobby, Bobby was, was like, lying directly at it. And so it's him? like. Is it perpendicular? No. He was lying. Yeah, I guess perpendicular is to, that, the, to the. It, it's tough to tell because yeah. of the way the ring is shaped. Anyway, the, the point is. Well, it's a squared circle. If no one knows what the shape is. <laughs> if he'd come up short, he would have just like landed on, on, on Bobby's groin. Yeah. It's really like work the bag. Yeah. <laughs> Dick to grace. Wow. Alexa Bliss comes out and... She's a host. She showed up. Yeah, remember how she's supposed to be hosting this show? Uh, Yeah. When you said that, I laughed. Yeah, I tweeted. I was like, is Alexa going to host anymore? (laughs) She was at the beginning where she summoned Hulk Hogan. (laughs) With their eldritch ritual. Then she spoke to Colin Jost and Michael Che and summoned more of the NWO. And then... Holy shit. (laughs) I just realized... Yeah, she did. That's the... I just realized that myself. Can she only summon the NWO? Let's sort these powers out now. Okay. <laughs> so she can only summon the NWO, and if they die, she loses her powers. Right? Right. That makes or sense. Or does she summon their corpses? Or, Actually, I like that more. Oh, ooh. Like, they're, they're, they are the, stuck in lifelong servitude to the whims of Alexa Bliss WrestleMania host. Where does the, where does the wolf pack fit into this? We haven't seen them summoned yet, so okay. we don't know. All right. And does it only work at WrestleMania? I don't know. Can she do it anytime? She's like at is home. Is this like, is this something is this something that that Alexa can do, or is this a power conferred onto the WrestleMania host? Ooh, like could the New Day have done this and just politely decline? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah, she did that. She did the the thing with the the t-shirts and then this is the only other thing she did so not really hosting wrestlemania exactly but she came out and said that there's 82,265 fans in attendance tonight and everyone which is a wwe metlife stadium record yeah meaning that something else has had more people in metlife stadium right Mm -hmm. who do you think it was i don't know but if elton john if they had if it was a concert and the stage was where the top of the entrance ramp is, then Probably. you could reclaim the entrance ramp and ring as floor seating. Mm-hmm. So theoretically possible. Yeah. Anyway. You could fit like 20 people in the dugout, right? And then she suggests that it's time for a break. I thought she was going to snap her fingers again. And just half the crowd disappears? <laughs> yes. That would be great. I'd be like, holy shit, she is powerful. Fuck. <laughs> she can summon the NWO and she can delete half of existence. So, the <laughs> this show's fucking weird. She's dude. like a break, and I, and so this was like actually indicating, yo, it's, you can take a bathroom break if you want, yeah. which I appreciated. But she was like, I said a break, 
and then R Truth and Carmella come out, and they're like, "It's time for a giant dance break," and they start doing, they play music and flossing, and so fucking they weird. They do like this weird like camera cuts around and like children d- dancing and people like shimmying in their seats. Yeah, and it's very, very weird and uncomfortable for like seven seconds, and it cuts to a video package. Mercifully, felt longer than seven seconds. It's very, very strange. Very, very, very strange. Then this is what I mean. Yeah, like, is Vince struggling to get out? Like, give me back my show. Like, fuck, you know. Like, they're <laughs> just like, no, dance break. Sorry, old man. And then we cut to a shot of a helicopter. Yeah, and then we cut to a shot in the helicopter. Yes, with Charlotte Flair being helicoptered into the arena. Yeah. And then we follow her the whole way. This this scene goes on for a long time. The best thing I saw was somebody tweeted, and I can't remember who it was. They were like, well, fuck, Charlotte still has to go through security. Yep. And everything, go through the line. She's going to be late for her match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's funny as shit. You find your seat. Yeah. Because <laughs> they drop her off at the parking lot. It's like going to walk all the way yeah, in there. Yeah, it's like, can you, can you just land in the arena? Like, no. I definitely thought they were going to land, like, on top of the thing. Imagine if they land in the ring. How? Fucking, this is like a, I know, yeah. but I'm just saying, Graham. I know not how. Come on, man. Bodies flying. Speaking of worst improv. <laughs> You got me. Yeah. She she gets out of the helicopter. They bring her her robe. There's a continuity error. Yeah. <laughs> Just there is. Trust me. It was jarring to me. Nobody else in the room noticed. I didn't bring it up at the time. Wait, what? Uh, she it, she's putting the robe on. Yeah. And she uh, adjusts the like the feathered collar, mm-hmm. and it cuts back to the other angle as she as she's. It's it's a smooth cover, but she's like as the she finishes adjusting the collar, but now the buttons are done up. Holy shit! Was that yeah. a pre-record? Oh yeah, yeah, that was absolutely pre-taped. Oh, 100%. I just thought it was live because I'm 100%. a fucking moron. That's what I was like. Oh, that's live. That's cool. It it might well, have been dumbass. It might have been earlier in the night, or maybe even like the day before. Probably the day before. Probably. I didn't notice the buckles. Shit. Because mm-hmm. you got buttons in the front. Mm-hmm. The reason that this laborious let's show Charlotte getting to the arena thing happens is so that they can set up on the stage for Joan Jett and the Blackhearts to perform live. Yeah. Cool yeah. Beach perked up. Sorry, that was just a complete like, like yeah. lane change. For Rock me. and Roll Hall of Famers, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts yeah. performing Ronda Rousey's entrance music, Bad Reputation. Yeah. Live. It was that it was, was fun. It was a really good live performance. Too. It was. Usually live performances do not transfer well mm-hmm. onto and they're like often on the camera. Like, if if it's a wrestler's theme song, the crowd is into it. If it's just like the WrestleMania theme song or like randomly Pitbull, the crowd does not like. That was that. last year, right? It was Pitbull. I think. Yeah. I think it was a couple years ago. Fuck, I remember that. Yeah, Pitbull was like the host. That was Mr. Weird. Worldwide. <laughs> Good. For That's him. Pitbull, right? Yes, okay. that is Mr. Worldwide. Hell yeah, I know what the kids like. I have attendance numbers. Yes. Hit me. Uh, 82,265 people attended WrestleMania yep. at MetLife Stadium. Yep. The seating capacity is 82,500. Mm. But I guarantee With you. With the floor. They always like, WWE overshoots their attendance numbers. They're like, yeah, it was 82,000. I was like, it wasn't 82,000. They do sort it's of. It's probably pump, like 78,000. They pump the numbers like a bit, yeah. 
It is apparently, though, according to uh, Wikipedia, that is the MetLife Stadium record attendance. Oh, yeah. okay. So well, they might right. have sold tickets and not had that many people show up, but... Hmm. Cool. Well, then I guess I didn't need to qualify. So Ronda Rousey comes out to a cool band. She, Charlotte gets dropped in by by a helicopter, and I was like, Becky Lynch better show up in a fucking transformer, <laughs> I, or a tank. I was a little jarred by Ronda comes out and looks at Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, and has this massive smile on her face, and is like, "Oh, this is so cool." Oh, right, and then gets like, like real angry and sauntered, like stomps her way down to the ring. She's like, "It's time to be Ronda." Yeah. And then Charlotte comes out with with her normal entrance, and no, Becky just gets her normal entrance. Yep. But boy, is there a big reaction! Becky's outfit's so good. Be- Becky, God, Becky, Becky looks, looks like a star. So does Charlotte. Amazing. To be fair, though, Charlotte oh, looks like a star. Yeah, no, they all look great. She looks statuesque, I, is what yeah. I was thinking. I will freely admit, Becky is my wrestling waifu, though, and God, she looked good. <laughs> Jesus, I can't wait to throw her in the trash. No. <laughs> Um, my I saw someone tweet like, "I want to see a behind-the-scenes featurette on preparing the wrestling and, or the hair and makeup for one of these matches." They're intense. It yeah. was amazing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, huge, huge response. So the way that commentary was playing this match and Becky specifically was that Corey kept saying that Becky was the sentimental favorite. Yeah, but not the act. Like if you were, which is make a, a weird, bat- which is a weird way of saying. Of saying what, what they're trying to say, but yeah. yeah, and it's like his reasoning was like, if you're gonna make a bet on like an if this was an actual sporting event, you bet on Charlotte or Ronda, right. probably. Yeah, like in the WWE universe, probably Charlotte because she's like been she's like the pure Charlotte's, athlete. especially Charlotte's record at pay per views. It's unreal, actually. She right. like barely ever loses. Yeah, it's funny how Charlotte wins all the time. We never really complain about it. You know what I mean? Well, because she also loses, just you know, not like. Yeah, it's different, but yeah. yeah, and so yeah, Corey's basically like dumpstering on Becky the whole time. Yeah, you know, as Corey's want to do. Yeah, and and I, it's weird because it's like I I don't know what they were trying to do with that. If they were trying just trying to like further emphasize her underdoggedness, that's what they're. I mean, that, I think that's what they're trying to do. I guess so. Yeah. <clears throat> I texted you in the middle of this match. Yeah. Because I was like, holy hell, this match is stiff. This was like a New Japan match. Like, yeah. <clears throat> this was stiff as hell, dude. They, like, they th- kicked the shit out of each other. They went hard. Like, so here's the thing. The, and actually, it's funny, Sam Roberts said this on the kickoff show. The reason this is the main event is not because they are women. Mm-hmm. It's not like they were like, we should have a women's match yeah, as the main event. Yeah, they do it for the sake of just doing it. Like, yeah, they, oh, we need it, a first. Yeah, and it, and it's not like we should have a women's match be the thing. It's for two reasons. One, this was the story. This was the best storyline that the people were most invested in. Mm-hmm. In the in the in the last month, definitely the Kofi Daniel Bryan story got a huge head of steam behind it as well. Yeah, but following the Rumble, this was like the only big storyline that people were really really invested in. And two. Because Ronda Rousey is a big name outside of WWE, and that's going to bring in more outside people and more interest. And that's important. So those are the reasons why. Hate on it all you want. But but it's obvious that all three of these women and the people responsible for the match were like, well, if we are going to be the first women's main event at WrestleMania, we are going to go hard. Yep. And that's been, the, that's been true of this whole build. Like with Ronda and Charlotte, 
saying to Becky, you lay into us with those crutches, right? Like, and Ronda got her head gashed open by, you know, in that thing where they're attacking them. And apparently all three of them and the bookers worked on that, like behind the scenes, that backstage brawl with the police cars, Mm -hmm. you know, Ronda's like, knee me in the head, right? Like apparently all of them were just like, we need to go hard here. We need to up the physicality and the intensity and the emotion. Yeah. We need this to... It's a very emotionally charged uh, storyline. Yeah. So it's like you need the on-screen action to reflect that. Yeah. And it it was so good. Mm-hmm. Boy, was this a good I match. I liked this match a lot. I liked it. I, I think really a lot of people it. were just hating on it because it had been seven hours and <laughs> any match is going to suffer. It's but hard. But I think like going yeah. back and watching it, I'll probably go back and watch it again. I'll be like, wow, that was really good. I even liked it at the time. I wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, this sucked. It was weird and stupid no they just kicked the crap out of each other it was yeah. awesome there was a point where like Rhonda had becky and charlotte in an arm bar over the ropes mm-hmm. and then like becky uh squeezed her way free and then just fucking drop kicked ronda through charlotte's legs onto the floor and like Rhonda just landed head first Ron- yeah Rhonda hit like her ass on the apron the hardest part of the ring and then landed on the outside it looked really painful yeah there was a bit where she, yeah, she tried to, because she said she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you both in an armbar and make you tap at the same time, mm-hmm. and so she got them into that position, and then they both just stood up and slammed her into the ground over yeah. and over again. There was a great part where Rhonda and Charlotte were fighting each other, and Charlotte chopped Rhonda, and Rhonda was like, "You chop like a bitch." Yeah. <laughs> like, she was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah, and further with Rhonda swearing, it, Becky starts rooting around under the ring. Yeah. And pulls out a table. Yeah, this part's and great. And the crowd is cheering for this. And so Becky puts the table in the ring, opens it up, sets it up, because it looks like she's going to try and uh, put Charlotte through it or something. Um, Charlotte fights back, knocks her out, can't can't land it. Rhonda stops Charlotte from doing whatever. And then Rhonda like, looks at the table and looks at the crowd and just flips the table out of the way. <laughs> She's like, tables are for bitches. Screaming, tables are for bitches. <laughs> yeah. So she's good. She's just dude. like, she's, because that's her whole thing is that, like, she's a, her character is like, she's a for real fighter and, you know, F this stupid wrestling crap. Yeah. Right? I think it's brilliant. And so then the, uh, the table eventually gets set up in the corner. And after, you know, much further stiff punches, um, Rhonda and Becky counter charlotte and throw her into the table yeah and And it doesn't give a lot the table doesn't give a lot but that's that's that was always clearly meant to be charlotte out yeah right so charlotte sort of like flops out of the ring and then becky and Rhonda square up and the crowd the crowd really pops it's like ah the match the match we wanted to see this is the match Rhonda versus becky yeah and uh yeah they get some they do some pretty stiff shots we get some yaboos and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and uh, then Rhonda grounds Becky, picks her up for the finisher, the Piper's Pit finisher, and Becky counters the finisher into a pin. Yeah, it was wild. One, two, three. Yeah. Becky it came out of nowhere. wins the Raw and SmackDown women's titles. They made a big deal about how, like, oh, Rhonda's both her shoulders weren't down. There is video evidence of one of her shoulders being up, so there is a beef going forward. But I think that was done on purpose. It's, like, her shoulders were down at the end. The problem is yeah. her shoulders weren't – both her shoulders weren't down when the ref started counting because she was squirming too much. Honestly, yeah. Rhonda messed up a little bit. Yeah. Right? 
people are overblowing the degree to which this was ruined. Yeah. They didn't have a great camera angle on it, and Rhonda was squirming too much initially. Yeah. But it's Becky countered the finisher yeah. into a pin and won. It's just hard. They're stuck in a She's tough the, spot. Like yeah. People just watch seven hours of wrestling. The crowd's tired. She is the uh, Becky Lynch is the unified women's champion. Yep. And oh my goodness, Seth, Kofi, and Becky all won. <laughs> they gave us what we wanted. They gave us what we wanted. That's amazing. I couldn't believe it. I was like, did I'm, we just? I'm astonished that the the, the the WrestleMania crowd got sent home happy. Yeah. Somebody pulls the gag out of Vince McMahon's mouth in the back. Yeah, let me get out of here, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, show's over, Vince. Who won? <laughs> just you wait for Raw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't he, wait. He shakes a lot when he says Raw. Monday Night Raw. <laughs> that was a good-ass show, dude. That was a great WrestleMania. That's the best Fucking WrestleMania in a it. really long time. Yeah. Remember last year's? It's okay to have storylines end the way people want. Yeah. It's okay to give us what we want. Yeah. We'd like it. I love this show. It was, it was awesome. so good. This might be if anyone's like, "Hey, Adam, fuck, can you get it? Can you prescribe me five hours of wrestling?" I'll be like, "Watch WrestleMania from last year, or two yeah. years ago, or whatever, from 2019. Watch WrestleMania. It's a fun ass show. Really, really good. It's weird. And there's a lot of weird things that happen. Triple Elias is weird. Doctor Thugonomics, really fucking weird. What else? The Miz's father getting fucking steamrolled by Shane McMahon. Weird. Yeah, like." felt like a very like sound like a millennial wrote this show you know what i mean like, great like awesome a, a weird kind of like the kind of humor that we like yeah and it, that was just peppered throughout this show mm-hmm. along with like good moments because everyone's always like oh x year was a dumpster fire yep we can never have nice things and then they gave us nice things they're like wow we don't know what to do with these feelings <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like, so now it's every wrestling fan's like what's the catch like you know what i mean like they're like when, when's the other when's the other shoe gonna drop WWE? Huh? Is there just a fear that if WrestleMania is always the good guys win, then everyone just comes to expect that? There is a fear, but it rarely ever happens <clears throat> like this. This is yeah. why everyone's freaked out because all the good guys won. Because that's what made sense from the stories. Yeah. I was so prepared to like go ham on storytelling, yeah. but this is the stories that they were telling. This was the most appropriate conclusion yeah. right and you don't have to tell convoluted stupid stories the best stories are stories that we know back and forth they're just told well yeah and these these were the stories that they were telling and this was the resolutions that made the most sense yeah this was a terrific season finale of the wrestling yeah that's essentially what wrestlemania is it's yeah like the season finale. That's, that's what it's supposed to be yeah right when when there are wrestlemanias that feel like speed bumps or that where all these feuds and storylines just continue and roll forward. Yeah. Or they set up being like, this will really get resolved at this super show. And at fucking backlash. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, just some random-ass pay-per-view. It's like, oh, what's going to happen at Money in the Bank? It doesn't feel right. Like, <laughs> WrestleMania is supposed to feel like this. It's supposed to, it's supposed to feel like the season finale. It's yeah. supposed to be this big culmination. And this was that. And it was great. Because yeah. sometimes what the best part of a story is is not just the beginning and the middle and the middle and the middle and the middle. Sometimes the best part is the end. Yeah. Yeah. And now... Preach it, brother. Now you get to have new chapters, yeah. right? Now, all the things that happened tonight, now we can start things... Like, I don't... like You, I, Beach, have never experienced a Raw after WrestleMania. Yeah. It is fucking wild. 
Peep, the crowd is nuts. Yeah. They go fucking ape shit. It's like somebody just pumps helium into the stadium and they're just like, go nuts, you fucking apes. Like, you just are just like, yeah, fucking do what you want. After Roman Reigns beat Undertaker at WrestleMania, the Raw after Mania, he got booed for eight solid minutes. Yeah. A fuck you Roman chant yeah. happened on live television. Yeah. You can't edit that. Eight minutes doesn't sound like a long time. Of television, it's an eternity. Do you know how hard it is to write eight minutes of anything? Yeah. You now that even... I've started working with Loading Ready Run, they're like, I need you to write an eight-minute skit. And I was like, who the fuck am I, Shakespeare? Like, get out of here. I'm not writing that shit. I would have loved to be a writer for that. It's like, <laughs> all right, Roman, raise the microphone to your mouth. <laughs> yeah. That'll fill five minutes. Yeah, that'll get him. Yeah, and it did. It yeah. was it was ludicrous. He would go to do the thing, and he even did this thing. Like He was like, got you right here. Yeah, he pointed to the palm of his hand. Yeah, he was like, just like, I got you right here. I got you, you fucking marks. I'm going to share a quote from an interview with uh give me sport i guess this is a just a, a becky lynch quote this is from before wrestlemania yeah when asked if a woman could become the face of the wwe she says you're talking to her top merch seller main event of wrestlemania match of the year last year yes i do you're talking to her i love it that's awesome the man comes around yeah becky lynch man that was a great show god damn what a good show i know every wrestling show can't be like this yeah it's like just impossible no it's not tenable it's like it's (laughs) not sustainable (laughs) but whoever wrote this fucking show needs a raise yeah because it was wild it was awesome and we got all the outcomes that we wanted Mm mm-hmm like, all the baby faces won, except for, like, Shane. I mean, Miz, sorry. Yeah, but but that was still a great match, and it was uh, Miz got the revenge he won. Miz beat the crap out of Shane. Yeah. And in wrestling terms, that counts usually, sometimes, depending on the storyline, that counts for more. Because, like, Shane when they was, lose Shane to their own hubris. His, Shane was on his knees apologizing. Yeah. When they lose to their own hubris or mm-hmm. their own, like, I gotta, I'm gonna get them. You know what I mean? So, yeah, makes sense. Terrific. That is going to do it. That was a long show. Yeah. Fuck, I haven't laughed that hard in a long (laughs) ass time. That fucking droopy dog thing is going to be with me forever. Look into your heart, Shane. (laughs) We'll be back for the next episode after Money in the Bank. Yeah. Which airs on May 19th. We get to see who the new world champion is. Yeah. Because usually, generally, generally, whoever wins Money in the Bank just wins the title. But uh, until then, uh, I am Graham. And you can find me on Twitter at Graham underscore LRR. And I am Adam. And you can find me on Twitter at Wake Up Super. And also shout outs to me, the editor. Yeah. <laughs> and Beach and has Beach. been here the whole time. Thank you so much, Beach. And What's you can your find fucking Wait, 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 wait. I think I remember it. At Beach at Octodon.social. That's correct. Wow. Yes. I just said dodecahedron. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck my friends do. Some weird ass shit. That's a D20, isn't it? Dodecahedron? Yeah. It's a 20-sided solid. Ah. Yes. I knew that (laughs) before I said it. And as always, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. (sighs) Thank you so much for watching, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.